Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. She's a guy. Who took my speech at the freshman dinner and gave it to Vanessa Abrams. He double-crossed me and I... Demand satisfaction. You still up for it? Nodding. You can see you're nodding at me, okay. You wonderful man. I'll just go powder my nose for... Ten minutes? I'll only need five. I am approaching can you, I Josh. Can I help you? <laughs> right, can I help you? Oh, Definitely. Hey, Paris Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 3, Episode 7 of Gossip Girl, How to Succeed in Bestness. But of course, much like always, I am not here by myself. I am here with someone who is no stranger to the free condom jar on campus, Brendan Ruffle. <laughs> Sorry, that one got me. Hello, I'm your co-host, the Creepy <laughs> wow. Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, the Little Cream Nation, recording live as always from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. Yeah, um, I would go in there a lot, but I would just like grab them because it felt like a good thing to have, and I rarely use them. That's not a brag that I raw dog. It's just I, I just was not sexually active. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do we have anything to discuss at the top of the show? Brendan Month's still over. Yeah, well, I, I'm glad that you at least give it some, some more press as it's been over. <laughs> This will be the last time. This will be the last time. Don't expect it. Um, um, I, I don't know. I mean, we can really just get right into it. Uh, if you want to bullshit about baseball, we can say that the game's postponed I heard today. The, <laughs> yeah, I heard that the game got postponed. Yeah. Uh, I was breaking as as I was uh, logging on here. Yeah. Otherwise, right. uh, I, I've recorded with the person we're talking to today more than I have with you in the past week. So if you want to... <laughs> Wow, that that never happens. Really, it never happens. It's strange. All right, well, I guess it's uh, I guess it's a great segue for me to introduce the guest. It's uh, man, I we're we're having another person join the illustrious two timers club here. I uh, I believe there's now seven people, and they're not going to name them all because Ooh, we're trying to keep this obligatory approved. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. It's it's what I do. Um, please welcome back. It's it's Sam Week here on a uh, on. At the Boys Network, please welcome back to the podcast, Sam Stanish. Sam, how are you? Wow, I'm great. I hope that in honor of the traditions of this podcast, Sam Week actually ends up being like a week and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I also wanted to, I mean, I'll add that though I have only been on the podcast once before, when I talked to Brendan last week, he felt I was, I had spiritually or, you know, in, in some way been on the show twice before. He was, he was convinced I had done I it was. twice before. Interesting. Interesting. It's just the energy that you bring. Um, and you do talk to us a lot about, well, now more recently you do, but I've gotten a lot of your feedback through third parties. And I, I think just your interaction with with the boys' yes, media feels like you've been part of third one one singular third party who's also on the call currently. 
<laughs> we should mention he Sam is also the inventor of the uh, of the Lonely Boys bingo board. Yes, and I'm sure a lot of you have played. I, every sure time everyone. I go and update the bingo board, I pull uh, you know my headgear that has glasses, goggles on them that I can like twist around and get their magnifying lenses. I'm a little inventor boy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a little inventor boy. I've been hard at work all season long, listening closely to yes. uh, the Lonely Boys season three episodes, so that I know what to add for the end of season uh, bingo board. And actually, we've already <laughs> hit um, at least one that I know of is on <laughs> one of the squares. And not just the free space. Are, are we gonna have like a, a live not show, but just a live listening to what, an old episode where we all like drink along to the bingo board or something? No, I think our first live podcast should just be a game of bingo. Yeah, but we're not going to perform. We'll we're, out, we're just going to be listening to we'll our We'll give show. out prizes. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, we just listen to our <laughs> Okay, <show>. good. <laughs> if you do do a live podcast, I will bring bingo cards for people to fill out. <laughs> Excellent. That's a promise. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, you've been you've been listening to The Lonely Boys a, a lot in the in the past, keeping up to date. Have you been watching much Gossip Girl in uh, in recent history? You know, I would say that in the last hour, n- nearly half of my time was spent watching Gossip Girl. So <laughs> well, you have 50%, it. <laughs> if you were sampling that way, 50% of my time is spent watching Gossip Girl. Wow. In the very recent history, yes. You've been, you've been dedicating a lot of your life to Gossip Girl. So did you miss like 15 minutes of the episode? No, I watched it like, you know, we're, we're cutting into, you know, I'm not going to get into the okay. specifics <laughs> of my sampling. But, um, you know, have I, have I watched an episode since my last uh, appearance on this show? No, but I, I, you know, I did watch today's episode and I, you know, I feel you guys do an excellent job keeping me up to date on the ins and outs of the lives of the Upper East Siders on the show. So I don't really need to watch every episode. True. We got it all. This wow. is actually a suitable substitute. If you don't, if you, I was going to say, if you don't have the time to watch Gossip Girl, but this is longer than an episode of Gossip <laughs> Girl. So that, really, that wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, if you don't have the time for both and you just want to listen to us, then yeah. of course. Even if you two X's, it's still longer. <laughs> it's still um, pretty long. I know. We, we're still getting complaints by one, mostly one person in particular. Right. But It's good to know that we're more entertaining and more worth your time than the show itself. I don't know if that's what he said. but <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I, I guess I am saying that, sort of. Well... <laughs> But it's different because I, you know, I wouldn't just listen to the audio of a Gossip Girl episode when I go on a run. Yeah. <laughs> but I can listen to you guys talk about it. It'd be an interesting. I think I'm going to start listening to the audio of TV shows when I when I go on my run. I'm going to listen to the audio of an episode of Gossip Girl on two X when I go to the gym after this. <laughs> um. So in all that time you've spent not watching Gossip Girl, do you feel the need to update your uh, your favorite and least favorite character? Um, I can't remember if I said what or like what I even said last Me time. Neither. I would I would have assumed I would have said Blair is my favorite. Don't have any memory of who I would have said as least favorite. Uh, but I would like to just add that I am obsessed with Eric and always have been. Very good. Uh, and, and, and he was not in the most in the last episode I did, I believe. And you know he's sort of more front and center in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Younger brother characters, huge uh, for a gay younger brother growing up, and to have a gay younger brother be on this show and to have him be such an angel, really. <laughs> what's there to what's there to dislike? Oh, yeah. Literally, literally the angel of the, the angel. show. Um, did you pick this episode specifically because it was more Eric focused than your than an average episode of this show? 
No, I actually didn't remember much about the surroundings of this episode. All I we were talking, and I said, "Hey, can I do that episode where they arrive at NYU for the first time?" And at the end of the episode, Dan is like, "Hey, take this off to Blair," and takes off her headband or whatever. <laughs> and then you were like, "No, I think Matt Lagori just took that episode." And then I said, "Okay, can we do the one where Hillary Duff is there and there that she is accused of having sex on camera in place of my." <laughs> sex in a recent movie she did and you said yes absolutely you could do that episode okay i hope our future guests also recall like on on pod the booking of what happened like how, how it went down i want the whole story recanted every whole time. origin story yeah. of why the, i mean i used to ask people why they chose the specific episode but then most of them usually just turned into well um i didn't pick one and then you just said okay i'm gonna give you the next available one yeah, i didn't pick you just and shoved that... it in my down my throat <laughs> <laughs> well because people i mean sam is one of the rare people who comes to me with the episode he wants everyone else is like oh I don't and he know, couldn't even get the one he wanted he, he's he came to you and he <laughs> couldn't even get it <laughs> That's because Ligori's the other one that, that, can, <laughs> yeah. that can do that. <laughs> we're we're at war. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's let's get into this. Well, to, this... to, to continue uh, doing, I, I will say that I do I do remember the origins of the episode. I've booked a single episode for every future season, and I know right. I know why I picked the episodes that I've picked there. So we Perfect. are so this will be um, good to go. Recurring, yeah, a recurring segment whenever Sam is on the podcast. Like, and that's because Rufus dies, then Chuck dies, the next season after that. Just gives me oh, all, wow. all the big spoilers. I'm assuming all the spoilers are that this is a, a character death per season. After yeah, this. they are killing off one character per season from, <laughs> here, from here on out. You nailed it. <laughs> so, in need of publicly, in need of publicity for the opening of his new Empire Hotel, Chuck decides to move up the hotel's nightclub opening and enlist Serena's help to get the word out to her celebrity clients. Feeling left out of the planning, Blair attempts to win Chuck's approval by secretly helping him with a problem concerning the opening night. Meanwhile, Dan is unnerved when he finally watches one of Olivia's infamous sex scenes with co-star and real-life boyfriend at the time, Patrick Roberts. Jenny is forced to choose between her relationship with Eric and her new role as Queen Bee of Constance. Elsewhere, Rufus and Lily get into the Halloween spirit by taking her out to a costume party. Albert Hammond Jr. makes a short cameo as himself. Don't know who that is, but congrats to him. <laughs> All right. Absent in this episode, of course, Jessica Zora's Vanessa Abrams. I'm sure everyone Woo! was was cheering when she wasn't in the episode. Now, Brendan, I'm time for you to hopefully continue the role you've been on, getting right. one in a yeah, row. I, I, I got this one. You know. I don't know. This one's pretty tough. The episode title is How to Succeed in Bassness. Do you know what that what title that is referencing? Okay, this one did take me a minute. And I was like, uh, is this like a fish movie reference? I don't know. Um, but I think it's how to succeed in business. That sounds kind of similar to Bass's. It does. Uh-oh. It does. Well, come on. The, Give it to me straight. The full name The full name of this musical slash film is How to Succeed in Business Without Really uh, Trying. Okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't have that. It sounded familiar, too. Once I said You're... How to Succeed in Business, I feel like there's something missing. Uh, give him a point five. Come <laughs> give me, on, give me you a side point. Get, that's gonna get. No, that's all want... right. That's all right. I'll take the loss. <laughs> all right, you're only. I do. I, I am aware of that uh, that media though, if that helps at all. Yes. Okay. Well, good. At you're, least you're well, aware. you're aware half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you would get the the business part. I, you know, you did. Ex- you you fell into the trap. The exact trap I thought you'd fall into. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame. You rube. <laughs> <laughs> So the original air date of this episode, October 26, 2009. Of course, this is the Halloween episode. And, you know, a little behind the scenes. We are recording on. Oh, what a spooky Uh-oh. delivery. He's gone. Well, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, they'll never find out. What, the real cliffhanger. What happened? 
I don't know what happened. Do you know where you left off? Yeah, it's the original air date. Original air date, October 26, okay. 2009. Of, of course, uh, I, I just stated that we are uh, recording this on Halloween. Couldn't have timed it any better if we tried. Yeah, Sam uh, kind of beat obviously... you to it, though, in the, the, <laughs> the master recordings. Oh, okay. I... Well, that's good to know. <laughs> it, you so... cut out, like, right during when, like, it was like, we are recording this on... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> like someone got you from behind <laughs> oh my god you know what <laughs> um so yeah i mean by the time people are hearing this it will be after halloween but just know that we are recording this on halloween yes. so uh very good timing on our i on cannot our believe part. this was not planned like this is wild to me i mean but you've, you've actually locked into this kind of thing twice because when you first started gossip girl your first thanksgiving episode oh, wow. also aired during thanksgiving what week. a yep. historian you are and, Back when I we were choosing exactly when to start recording for this podcast, I mapped out all the dates in advance and realized that uh, these two dates would perfectly align with each other. Yeah. And so I figured let's let's start in July of twenty twenty one. Is that when we started? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and for so. this season too. That's exactly why we we uh, shoehorned in that Demi yeah. Lovato episode. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> exactly. you mapped out that calendar and you were like, hold on, we're a week off. I, yep. you, you called up Demi Lovato and said, hey, babe. Which I have to say, the, studio. the more I've complained about it on air, the numbers have been going up. So people have been getting a hey? pity, pity listens. Look at that. Look at us. Gotta love the pity listen. So, um, all right. So Rufus, we're, we're starting off with, he's apparently an expert jack-o'-lantern maker. Uh, are you guys big into carving the pumpkins at all? I hate it. I hate it very much. I've been forced to a few times. And all I know how to do, I'll carve the same dick every year. Like, what do you want from me? That's all I got. You carve a dick pumpkin? (laughs) What do you? Yes. This is what I am. Clarifying what you meant. Yeah, Um, I don't like carve the whole thing into the shape. I I just I like cut into it like a a penis. Just like a tiny hole for. I mean, that would be pretty. That would be some expert like uh, sculpting carving if you were able to just sculpt a. Human genitalia. <laughs> right. No, yeah, it's, it's pretty basic yeah. and very boring. Um, not good. It, it, the problem with it, too, is that you can't even put veins into it unless you're really expert at uh, at carving. Yeah, that always is the problem. Whenever <laughs> I see those jack-o'-lantern penises, <laughs> I say, not enough veins. Yeah, but the, the, the name is good, though, for like the jack-o'-lantern, I guess, works. Yeah, okay. You know. I'm, I'm glad I asked. I'm yeah. glad I asked. <laughs> A, a real jack-o'-lantern would be more like what I'm saying in American Pie situation where you'd cut a hole yes. into the pumpkin. Yes. <laughs> That's a jack-o'-lantern. Hell yeah. <laughs> Scariest light show of all. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't really been into carving pumpkins in many years. Uh, it seems like it's a lot of work for something to just so dirty. decompose faster. Yeah, definitely yeah. just like rots very quickly. I, I've never been into arts and crafts, so also also not for me. Yeah, last, um, last year, this one I did, I did immediately go home from the kids' house I was doing that. Kids, like, I'm, I'm literally almost 30. Um, and they were, I'm just, I was, yeah, yeah, like they were also. Sound like Doorman. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's Doorman just I'm, scooping up kids to bring up to them. I'm complaining about the, the the craft of it, but I show up at kids' at backyards and bring my own pumpkins. No, I, brought, I brought it home, and I was like, fuck this, I don't want this. I threw mine and fiance of the pods uh, in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the fiance of the pod. I need to pull up a note on my phone that I've been I've been preparing for a while titled <laughs> No, I, t- it's, I titled it Questions for Lonely Boys. <laughs> oh, uh, stuff that I thought of while listening that I wanted to ask on oh, my great. next episode. Um, first question. 
Does uh, girlfriend of the pod slash fiance of the pod translate to the guest? I know it translates to Matt during the podcast, but I mm. wanted to know if I'm equally a part of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here. just the day that you're here, you yeah, are like during the. Yeah. I mean, during this mm. hour, I like that. Yeah, I yeah, think sure. too. Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Matt, it's Matt's fiance of the pod. Is it also my fiance of the pod? I think as long as you're in the studio, as long as you're uh, on the she's pod, she's also your fiance yes. as of right now. If you're under the okay. umbrella of the crematorium, then yes, because <laughs> yeah. so that's where she resides. Actually, that leads me directly into another question <laughs> on this document. Um, has there been a guess that Brendan is embarrassed to say all the cream stuff oh, in front of? Mm. There definitely has been. I can't remember at this very moment. Um, but I think it's it's gotten easier and easier over time because a lot of people that come on either have listened before or... Uh, it was really easy during Brendan month, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, go, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. And then this is the final question on the doc. Um, okay, this is like just sort of Matt Brendan origin story stuff where I'm just like, how did you transition from Brendan not believing Matt had broken his collarbone to now being friends? Like, I feel like we got, we, we've heard about two different eras, but not actually learned about like where that shifted up. So uh, I this is all during the friend era. There was never like a not friend era. It was just like, Boys being like shitty early teenagers and just like pseudo like like bullying's a part of the friendship, I guess. Yeah, because Brendan didn't believe I broke my collarbone, but that was not the origin of the friendship because we we have famously been friends since first grade when I invited him to my Chuck E. Cheese birthday party and he oh, didn't yeah. RSVP, okay. but then still showed up. That's <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll literally never hear the end of that. That's our origin story. <laughs> and then in eighth grade, when I broke my collarbone many years later, that's that's what happened. Okay, well, I yeah. had never heard that. I don't think I'd ever heard that Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, that's it. the origin. That's, that's the, that's origin. the well, origin. I'm glad origin that I got story, to yeah. the root. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought Brendan wasn't going to show up. He didn't RCP. Don't know what that was about, but yeah, he was there. I, I, you got to blame the parents more for that, not than me. But I've, <laughs> got, I've, got, I've gotten a mouthful of it from you and your mom. <laughs> Yeah, the Baldwins really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> and I mean, at any point at school during that week, you could have been like, see you this weekend. But no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing the weekends. I don't have, I'm a first grader. <laughs> I just go where I'm told. That's a good point. All right, fine. I'm still going to bring it up, though. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm happy to have brought it up today. Very funny <laughs> yeah. story. Very giving, I mean, this, it is sort of in keeping with the the host's personalities of the pod. <laughs> From six until now. So, uh, Chuck is showing Blair the new hotel that he has recently bought. Um, and he's saying that, well, Blair's telling Chuck that he should open the club he was talking about, the speakeasy, so that he can be, you know, booked and busy. He won't have to worry about opening his hotel to, to peasants. And they seem to be on relatively good terms after the events of last week. They're clearly not broken up at the very least. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we'll see. It, it's They're not, you know, totally fine because uh, Blair wants the club to be 80s themed, but Chuck is going to coldly tell her that, you know, this is a business, not a high school party. And so Blair takes that to mean that Chuck is still mad at her for last week and tells him, I told you I was sorry for my little transgression and you forgave me. Now either make me kiss a girl already or let's move on. <laughs> and this is the smoking gun. I don't think I have to do any more convincing after this. Blair clearly wants to kiss a girl. Yeah, she, she offered herself. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a great option. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it just, it, it's fun. I, I said last week too that I don't think this is going to be the demise of them but it's really just like the start of their downfall I don't, I don't think they will fully recover from this little as she calls it a transgression yeah 
You just know for like the last week, Blair's been like, I have a great idea as how you can get back at me. What if I kiss a girl? Like, wouldn't me kissing a girl solve all of our problems? Like, all right, fine. If you want me to kiss a girl, then I guess I'll have to do it to save our relationship. What, All if right, fine. Serena, what if it was Serena? I don't know. Just spitballing. Yeah, yeah, just spitballing here. Like, Serena, like, it'd be pretty easy if I just kissed Serena. Like, what, what about Especially that? while Serena's been looking the best she has in the past five episodes. You've been really on oh your Serena this, kick. This episode, too, she's like, not. I'm waiting for her to have another. She's going to really throw me off one day where she just forgets to wash her hair for a month straight. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Chuck's on edge still. He, his big thing this episode is he, is he wants to prove he's not. Uh, just Bart Bass's son, but at the same time, he's saying things like, "What would Bart do in this situation?" And then uh, gets pretty excited when someone tells him his dad would be proud of him. So <laughs> I don't know what where Chuck falls. Like he doesn't want any part of being his dad's son, but also still does want to follow in his dad's footsteps. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, I would part say of him this is just him. one of many logical misconnections <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people aren't even thinking, maybe like they know that he's Bart Bess's son, but the majority of people are probably like, why is this 18-year-old kid owning a hotel and running a club? Right. Like, I, I wouldn't even be able to run a hotel now, but I, I mean, I guess that's why I'm not Chuck Bass. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, th- I think part of him wants to like stick it to his dad, uh, but but the way he is portraying it in this episode is like, he's he's like has full respect for his dad, which he does not when he's alive. Right. So you're right. Now he suddenly doesn't trust Blair's event planning abilities. Like this has literally been the only thing she's done for the past <laughs> two and a half seasons. She knows yes. how to plan a party. Like okay, so we can't do eighties. So the theme is that is super ugly hats. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> love all the hats in this. Love all the hats in this episode. Yeah, uh, he tells her to stay out of it, but she really can't help herself, and she uh, makes a phone call to Mark Ronson pretty pretty quickly after Chuck leaves. Um, it's so weird to me that this episode is a Halloween episode, but the only people like in a distinct costume are Rufus. Is Rufus <laughs> like <laughs> everybody who goes to Chuck's at club is like in twenties gear or yes. whatever? Like it's a whatever it's called, turn of the century or like prohibition party. But yes. it's it's Halloween. Like <laughs> there, this could not be easier to plan a theme for an event. You're literally Seriously. throwing one on October thirty first. <laughs> The funniest too is when we get uh, a, a, like a serious parenting moment later when Eric comes in and it's like I don't know ask Jenny, and then <laughs> Rufus is just in his fucking Ramones costume and he's like, literally oh. so funny like he he gives Lily this serious look and he's just in that stupid wig <laughs> and leather jacket like that was maybe my joke of the episode just him trying to be serious while wearing it's that so I feel like the actor who plays Rufus was like just like Rufus and he's like come on guys we're all gonna dress up for the Halloween episode right and That's he's the only one too. that he's the only one that got in full costume <laughs> I appreciate Lily's decision to just stick with not wearing a single <laughs> yeah. Halloween related item <laughs> she's yeah. just wearing a brown suit <laughs> great <laughs> um, so the Dan and Nate bromance has been revived thank god and Dan is asking Nate if he has uh if he has, if he's brought something, they're being very weird and suspicious over what's in the brown bag that Nate has brought. Uh, and Nate refers to it as six hours of pleasure. And Dan grabs the bag, pulls out the Endless Night trilogy, and Nate assures Dan that the dialogue's actually pretty good in these movies. It's the parts with no talking that he's concerned about for Dan. I, like, I just love that Nate is this like Endless Night stand. He's on the message boards. That I do love, yeah. He's fighting people who's making fun of the dialogue and the writing. He's like, no, no, no. Dialogue's awesome, actually. <laughs> he literally said the dialogue is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't like the way they try and deliver this joke of, like, I don't, were they trying to say it was drugs or, yeah, like, sec, a sex toy? Like, those are not the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, what is being delivered in this brown bag? Like, yeah, like reused, so a second time use. 
It's typically <laughs> six hours of pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So um, the only thing that the only thing in the world that is six hours long is three movies. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> all it, it could is be a trilogy. In a right. That is it. Yeah, Nate uh, is like, what the f- do you not get internet here, Dan? And he fills in that uh, Patrick Roberts, obvious play on Robert Pattinson here, uh, plays. Olivia's vampire co-star and was her boyfriend the whole time they were shooting. And according to all the blogs that Nate's frequent thing, they got so into it, they started doing it for real. And first, again, <laughs> just love the thought of Nate reading through blogs written by like other Teenage Endless Night Sands. But also, come on. They got so into it, they started banging mid-take. Like, he says, sex tape on the cutting room floor real. That is absurd. And they just keep rolling? Like, well, we should probably <laughs> capture this. <laughs> Like what? I think that I mean we all know Nate is an idiot. Mm-hmm. I think that Nate stumbled his way onto a real person fan fiction of <laughs> Olivia and Patrick <laughs> Roberts or whatever his name is, and just like read through like a novel length uh, retelling of their onset relationship. Oh, all this and happened. It to be true. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. I still love that he's so into it. Yeah. And then he wants to share it, with his best it. buddy, nobody else. Um, I, I, yep. they're just like watching this sex scene. As good buddies together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dan calls Nate out that the most disturbing part of all this is that Nate reads endless light, endless nights blogs. Which, come on, fuck you, Dan. Let let Nate have his passion here. Let him let him be into these movies. Um, Nate doesn't seem phased by it though. He he tells Dan that he may think he's okay with it, but he doesn't want to be watching his girlfriend with another guy comparing looks and noises. And like, I, don't, I don't know why Nate is so invested in this. Like, give <laughs> Dan a heads up about it, sure. But to be like, no, no, no. Trust me, you feel insecure about this. It's a bit much. Yeah, like you couldn't but, fuck like, like this guy. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, maybe I missed something. Did Dan like say, "Hey, bring me three of her movies," <laughs> and like, l- I need to see something she's been in. Like, what? what where? Where did this? What yeah. was the setup for this? This is like a sign of things to come for the episode where it's like you're going to be thinking you missed a lot of stuff for all every single one of these plots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, there's like a an episode or missing. Like, there must have been like a lot of deleted scenes oh, in yeah. this episode. And so. And gets a Gossip Girl blast, and it's a picture of Olivia with her hand in the free condom jar. And uh, I know that's what the condoms are there for, but like Olivia has to know that people are watching her every move. I, she Gossip Girl's going to be right around she the corner. She's winking in that like, picture. Is, is this really the only way she could get a condom for tonight? <laughs> He's fucking by them. Just go straight up to the NYU Health Center where everyone's watching her? Yeah. This is almost as bad as uh, what happened to Rich Reese, famously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have to dox him on here, but people that know, you know. Okay, great. So, I, I, you know, just to play audience surrogate, I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> our our good friend uh, back in the day was uh, buying condoms, and his girlfriend's uh, stepdad happened to be jump online behind him while he was mm. while he was doing so. <laughs> and, I love that. And then they uh, then they ended up like breaking up soon after. So it's yeah, R.I.P. to that relationship. It was fun while it lasted. I think it was a de- demi- the demise of him as a person in as general. <laughs> Oh God! Never. Right, I hope I hope Rich is listening. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be laughing along. <laughs> so, our old friend Casey also sees the Gossip Girl blast. She's like, she's asking Serena why she's picking up free condom. Like, I, Casey, Casey is also frequenting uh, Gossip Girl. Like, Gossip Girl's really blown up. I feel like I, I, not just the school is reading Gossip Girl. Like, everyone is. That was the best thing for Gossip Girl was to graduate up to college. 
Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It was, and, but the, these scenes, like, <laughs> this is this was making me laugh so much watching, like, Serena just, like, work a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so, like, her in her office where she's just, like, behind a laptop and, like, talking about being a publicist. It's like, where did, like, what is going on? Where did this come from? And just, like, and who am I? That's what's secret. But, like, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it was, because, this seems like such a different <laughs> show. Is this what a publicist does? I don't know. I don't know what a publicist does. I don't know if this is the job description. But we saw Serena's job was mainly like coddling celebrities. And we were like, okay, great. I can see how Serena's good right, at that. Right, that made sense. All of a sudden, she is in charge of opening this club with Chuck. Like, we have literal teenagers that are in charge of everything for opening this club up tonight. <laughs> well, she's got Chuck that. Calls... She's got to deliver James Franco's underwear also. Chuck doesn't trust Blair, but he calls Serena and is like, I need to open my club tomorrow night. You're in charge. Get everything ready. Like, okay, that's my job as a publicist. Here we go. Uh, and then Blair's just there, they're doing it on speakerphone. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yeah. This this was everything in this episode was convoluted. And even though it was convoluted, <laughs> like it still didn't make sense. They went to such lengths <laughs> to make everything yeah. make sense that it still did not up. Also, like Serena's one of the last people that Chuck would trust with something because pretty recently he realized how stupid <laughs> Serena is. It's like, I'm never gonna work with you again. You fucked everything up so badly. <laughs> Yeah, she came back to the dorm room when he specifically told her not to. Yeah. She couldn't do one thing. Yeah. And now she's, he's trusting her with the entire operation. So, yeah. So, right now, Casey's pissed because Olivia should be uh, fucking Patrick Roberts and not Dan. And she tells Serena, you know, you clearly didn't take care of the Dan Humphrey situation like I asked you to. Which, she, I, again, did we miss that scene? Like, did she ask her to take care of the Dan Humphrey situation? Um, I don't remember this, but yeah. It's not enough that Dan and Olivia have Vanessa trying to sabotage their relationship every week. Now Casey is out to get them as well. Um, this just shows how good their relationship is. Is yeah. both their publicists? Like, she's, That's what she's I was saying. Both, what does she Olivia's care? and the other dude's publicist, I guess. I was like, why does she care how relevant Patrick Roberts is? Is she also – like, why does she have so many clients? Every celebrity in this show is a client of Casey's. Except for when Serena is the publicist. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and by extension, Serena, because they're like partners or something. I don't know how this how this whole thing works, but yeah. So Casey tells Serena that without endless nights, Patrick is on the road to Mark Hamillhood, which I don't know what she has against Mark Hamill. I feel like Mark Hamill's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, I mean, he was the Joker be lucky for like he... a long time, and yeah. then returned to be part of the thing that made him so famous. And like everyone yeah. loves Mark him. Hamill's like awesome. he should be lucky to have a Mark Hamill. But career. he's a, a literal legend. Like I don't, I don't think if. Um, Robert Pattinson just did the Twilight movies. He would be considered a legend. But if you if just the original Star Wars <laughs> happened, you'd still remember Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, so that's and it's just like this. If if the if the the setup of this is that there's not going to be any more of these vampire movies, so like what it, like there's they're gonna have to break up in the public eye anyway soon. It, it doesn't right. matter at all. And then like I feel like she would be thrilled that her client olivia is naturally going to i feel like people love when celebrities date random normals and so if yeah, she true. had like a college boyfriend like that i think that that would be great for a publicist yeah casey doesn't know what she's, she's gonna know how to like, spin where, it yeah where the fuck is ursula like bring ursula back to talk some sense into this asshole yeah and just to give serena her normal job back and not have her be <laughs> yeah, the exactly. office worker underwear deliverer <laughs> My question oh. is, do a lot of celebrity publicists also work in hotel slash bar publicity? <laughs> I think exclusively. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so weird. Like at the end of the episode where Blair's like, hey, you did such a you're doing such a great job as a publicist. You want to be the publicist for our new secret bar that we're opening up? Like, wh- yeah, these you don't, skills don't worry. Us, like, you don't translate. have to be you don't have to be a cool celebrity publicist anymore. You can come work for this bar. Nobody ever hears about. Right. So you want publicity for the secret place? I, I didn't understand that either. That was very confusing. So. Let's yeah. I don't. I, I don't know what she'd be doing, but whatever. I, I, I don't think anyone knows what a publicist does in this show. Or yeah, if, you, or if you have some sort of I, idea, I if we have any publicity publicist listeners, just please uh, email us at thehobbyboyspot@gmail.com <laughs> and let us know what the hell's going on. And if you on. want to be our publicist, by all means, on yeah, board. Yeah. We won't pay anything, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a secret well, publicist job. Right. <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> my favorite easy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite storyline of this episode is the the Jenny and Eric stuff. And so Rufus is apparently getting Eric a Halloween costume. And Jenny says that Rufus gets very excited, likes Halloween more than he likes Christmas and his birthday. Th- did we know this about Rufus? I didn't know that Rufus was such a Halloween. No, head. but it makes sense because I mean I yeah. like Halloween. Uh, not to like to. Oh, do you like it Halloween. more than Christmas or your birthday? Uh, I like my birthday more. I think it goes birthday then Halloween then Christmas. Okay. And I used to be What's a bigger your, Sam, Sam, fuck, Mary, kill, Halloween, your birthday, Christmas. I, I mean, the spookiest thing of all would be to kill Halloween, um, and then it would come back for one last gasp, and then I have to kill it a second time. And then, I mean, I would probably marry Christmas. I mean, I mean, marry my birthday. I'll be, you know, and and I'll be sticking to that marriage. I'll be married to it for the rest of my life. And then I would, I guess, fuck Christmas. Like, love a gift, I guess. Love the ideas and, like, the holidays. But, you know, it should all be about me. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. a good answer. Not giving, um, giving to I, me only. I definitely hate them all, but Halloween is the the most bearable of the three. So I, I guess me and Rufus are in agreement that. that the McMahon would probably also have Halloween, then Christmas, then his birthday. It would be my assumption. I I that would, I think I think that seems like a correct assumption. Um, this episode. Hey, wait, Brendan, hold on. Okay, but this. Okay, yeah. Like Rufus is gonna get Eric's Erica. Halloween costume, but this scene opens with Eric saying, Rufus asks me my size this morning. Yeah, Rufus asks me my size this morning. He asked yeah. me the size that of my is, that, is this the quote. that is the quote. That is the quote that he opens up with. Hey, Rufus are we sure Rufus is sleeping with Vanessa and not Eric? <laughs> or wants to, anyway. Yeah, weird way to phrase that. <laughs> also, even if it's not about, like, we're talking about dicks, I guess, right? Even if it's not about his dick, also kind of cute boyfriendy to, like, Give him your old flannel. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I like that, too. Um, um, this on. episode... Can oh, go on, oh, Sam. sorry. Oh, no, you, you, you can go. I was just going to say that this episode is uh, famously taking place during during the uh, the, the year we, we had the gun pulled on us, Brendan. <laughs> oh, wow, to bring back that. Uh, is that this Halloween? Yeah. That's our, our sophomore year Halloween. That's a classic. What happened? I be- haven't we told it's, the it's story? In, the it's in the pod somewhere. Like yeah. But Gagan got the gun um, pulled sorry, on I'm him. proving myself to be a fake yeah. listener. Wow. Didn't know one of your old stories you talk about. So just to just, I feel like we're already running long. Just just to keep this <laughs> just to keep this story brief, we were, uh, you know, walking around uh, Halloween night as tenth graders do, and a car drove by and threw like frozen eggs at a bunch of like middle school girls, and so. Not to mention Rich, Rich again, Reese but that's back. exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. The main <laughs> character of this podcast, Rich Reese, he took the egg that was in his hand and just launched it at the car, which inspired everyone to just take whatever was in their hand and throw it at the car. And I had a bunch of paintballs in my hand that I just 
remember firing and it hit like the driver's arm and so we all start cheering and i don't know why we didn't assume that the car was gonna like screech to a stop and turn around and like hunt us down but everyone scattered we broke into like four groups and my group of four was the ones that were worst at hiding because we just went right in the front yard of the nearest house and the guys caught up to us and one of them had a gun and like waved it in our face and was like you guys are gonna clean my car and we're like okay sorry and uh thanks yeah yeah, and then the next guy came in and was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Put that away." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it turned out to be a fake gun, apparently, but we still don't know if that's actually. Oh, real gun had no bullets in it. That's what it was. Okay. On the t- on the topic of going long, ever since Liguori stole my episode, I've vowed that I will make every episode <laughs> of the Lonely Boys that I have any hand in at least three hours long. Three hours, but there's right, no baseball on tonight, so we have all that's we have true. all night. We could do. <laughs> yeah, and my movie plans got canceled, so I can go oh. till eight thirty a.m. Baby, now we're talking. You know, while we're, de- we're derailing, uh, I, I want to. Just bring it back to Sam's earlier questions and said, I've been looking through our catalog to see if there's any guests that did make me nervous to talk about Cream Nation. And I don't think there are because I didn't know who the fuck any of you people were when Gagan brought them on. <laughs> so, and now I was thinking the only so person, friends. the only people yeah. who might have been um, someone you might have been reticent to say in front of would have been perfect for this episode had Robin Akiva done season three episode seven oh, of Gossip yes, Girl with you guys. That's that's a great point. I didn't even realize that's what this was today. Wow. Three episode seven, that yeah. Been good. That, I, yeah, you're right, Sam. I, that would have been the one that might have been made that would have made me a little bit because I, I even like Mike Bloom, I had heard his name, but I'd never listened to anything of of his besides like a couple Mike Bloom Robin Akiva. And he's responsible and he was for adding the uh the I know. cream weekly. He received it the best. <laughs> yeah. So where where even are we? Rufus uh, is Jenny's uh, minions. He, he likes, yeah, no, he likes we, Halloween. We past the that. final. Jenny's being bad. Okay, yeah. this was my Jenny's... question for this plotline. What happened to Jenny? Like ruling better than Blair? Like it's she's just suddenly just instead we... gonna be Blair? Yeah, we did not get a gradual like shift in this. It was just one episode. Jenny just like snapped and was just like get me my yogurt because what, what it was is she just like she realized immediately oh wait i either have to do one or the other i can't do like my version of it okay i guess i'll just go all in then yeah so her minions are arguing over who gets to give jenny her yogurt i think we still don't have names for these girls um but yeah jenny is you know just kind of being an asshole to them which i don't care but that, that's that's no, her yeah. right to be no. an asshole to the minions but uh jonathan is back from fencing club and he is sitting with eric on the steps and tells jenny that she should come to the village with him and i <laughs> when i was taking notes for this episode i did uh Venture to the Jonathan Whitney uh, Gossip Girl wiki page okay. and wanted to see what they had to say about him. And the – the uh, <laughs> I'm already laughing. This is how the, uh, the article opens. It says, Jonathan Whitney is a recurring character in the Gossip Girl television adaptation. He is portrayed by Matt Doyle. He is widely regarded <laughs> – he is widely regarded as the first ever gay person. That's it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever – First ever gay person. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, like not even like it couldn't even be like first ever gay person on the show because Eric is in gays in season yeah. one. I also went to the trivia section. There's two. There's two inputs into trivia. He went to fencing camp. Was the first ever gay person. <laughs> it's so canon. Double down. It's canon. In the trivia I can't wait to use that as as fact in a bar somewhere. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing when I read this. <laughs> he is widely regarded. 
Widely regarded, yeah. Widely, Widely regarded. regarded. <laughs> it's the first ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't this guy have more statues outside of the school? He's the first ever gamer. Wow. Uh, it's the funniest thing that's ever been written, <laughs> written on a wiki. <laughs> Whoever edits the Jonathan Whitney wiki, <laughs> great job. I guess this canonically confirms that he's a little older than Eric. <laughs> first ever. He went to fencing camp and was the first ever gay person. <laughs> Whew, all right. Also, even if it was true in some weird way, like if this is. Was- <laughs> An old show, like I like that the fencing is still the first fact you get, <laughs> and then the legendary fact comes after. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, all right. <laughs> so, any response to the first ever gay person, Jonathan Whitney, by asking why 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 they're sitting up there? And Eric informs her that uh, the birds have decided to use their usual place as a restroom, and so Jenny asks them to move down a couple of steps because no one is supposed to be sitting higher than her. And uh, the girls are going to take it as a sign of weakness if they are. Which, first of all, there were still steps, more steps above yeah. where Eric and Jonathan yeah, were sitting. There was four more why steps. Could, why could she not sit behind them? That that she was the, the steps that she was currently standing on. And also, this whole thing, like she can't just sit down next to them. Like people this know that Eric is her brother right. and her best friend. It does not seem like the weirdest thing in the world to for her to be sitting next to him on the steps. Right. Like, and th- these minions are so submissive to Jenny anyway. Like, we're honestly supposed to believe right. that if they saw Jenny sitting on the wrong step, all hell would break loose. And think about, like, Serena. Like, she never just do whatever the shit Go to a different wanted. part of the step. Yeah. Yeah. It's so stupid. I'll, why are these Eric so, so, so shouting so, over you, Brendan? No, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm doing it again now I, I, and doing I, it again right now. I, I think <laughs> the double shouts add more effect to what we're both trying to say. Um, <laughs> so, I, but I, why are these steps so prestigious also? Because. Obviously, they're just like landing territory for bird shit and piss. So, wh- why is this the best place steps. to sit? I don't understand. Sit on these dirty steps. None of these girls would ever sit on the ground <laughs> in New York City before it's school. Ridiculous. Like they're like gonna destroy their clothes, and that's like literally. All they have. Yeah. So, Eric seems very understanding, though. He says it's cool, but uh, they don't even move down. They just leave the steps all together. And Jonathan clearly not pleased. He says that Jenny's turned into a power hungry monster. Um, Eric swears that she's still the same Jenny underneath. She just has to well wear this mask for school, which, uh, you know, kind of cute that Eric still believes and believes in her. Right. That seems to not be the case. And unfortunately, hey, well, that was the truth last episode. So yeah, why wouldn't yeah, it true. be the truth in this episode? True. Right. Um, unfortunately, while Jenny is still iconic enough in this episode, we we might see her take things too far from. I feel like my one line is like being a dick to Eric is what crosses the line for me. That is. That, that is what no- it is. Nothing about this needed to happen. None of, yeah, none of this, exactly. None of this falling had to occur at all. It's like okay, Jenny could have put an end to I'm, it so many times throughout the episode. Right. It's like I'm about to be homophobic, and that's fine. Like these <laughs> girls would love this gay couple. Like there's, there yeah. would be no right. these mean bitchy high school girls. Literally. They want to hang out with the singular gay people they will meet for yes. the next like two years. They would love them, and they would be like, "Yeah, oh my god, you're, you want to sit with us? Please sit with us." Yeah, yeah they're wrong people I, for them to bully. Yeah. So we we have our uh, two bros watching the Endless Nights on, on a laptop. Um, Dan really doesn't have like a TV and HDMI cable he can hook this up to. It's I don't, Maybe Dan doesn't have a TV. It's certainly possible. It is possible. Um, yeah. He doesn't have internet. I guess. Yeah, it's true. We've never seen like a T. We've never seen any character really have a TV. I'm sure Blair has like some kind of big screen that she watches all her movies on. But I think all Dan has is like a PS2 and like the the screen attachment you can buy for it that pops up on top. Mm. 
Claire yeah, doesn't maybe. watch movies. She just goes to sleep and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> That's she true. just dreams the movies. Um, so we're, we're up to the... I say we're up to the semi part, but they're, they're not up to any... Like, they're actually only watching the sex scenes together because Dan asks if her acting is as good in the rest of the movie, meaning they're only watching these scenes. And I guess Dan maybe doesn't think Olivia is a good actor because he's like, well, the, these scenes, she's acting incredibly well. I, I, I refuse to believe she's as good in, in the rest of the movie. And... He watches the one scene and he's able to discern that that's love. It's definitely love and lust and gratitude. <laughs> and Nate's like, no, it's just an orgasm. But I, I get why you're freaking out. And so Dan gets a call from Olivia at this point and decides to pretend to be sick. Uh, he says he has the flu and he'll just call her in a couple of days. And Nate just laughs at him. Like, what is Nate's <laughs> endgame here? Is he working for Serena and Casey? Is he like undercover trying to break up Dan and Olivia as well? I, I think he's just it's laughing because not... he's being because Dan's being stupid. He's like, "Ah, it's my boy. Boys being boys is lying to their girlfriends. So funny." <laughs> now let's watch another sex scene. Let's watch her levitate again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, because Nate was like, "No, like it's he's he was kind of like, yeah, but like they're just acting or like that kind of stuff. like he, he none of this added up." But he was. It's just like <laughs> what changed? I guess now that he's like, "Oh, oh, she's fucked before. Now I can't date her." <laughs> it's like you. And your ex-girlfriend work side by side with your girlfriend every day. <laughs> it seems like like it seems like Serena and Olivia spend way more time together than Dan and <laughs> Olivia do yeah, at this point. I think Olivia, oh, Dan and Olivia been, haven't even had sex yet. And no, but Dan, just... Dan never. Serena never made Dan levitate. I think that's what the big thing is. Like Dan, Dan all of a sudden doesn't understand what acting and movies are, and he's just like. Oh well, the blogs say that this really happened, so this must have really happened. I think th- I mean, Nate's laughing because he wrote the blogs. I think that's what it is. <laughs> he wrote all this Probably. fan fiction. Yeah, Nate. I mean, Nate that's is kind good. of like the Gossip Girl of the never-ending nights. <laughs> or it's Pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, Blair and Serena here. Blair is getting everything together for Chuck's big club opening, and. She's confident that Chuck's going to change his mind about doing things her way once he sees Blair's plan. And this is the scene where Chuck calls Serena on a landline, notably, and he immediately asks her if she's alone. And Serena just takes way too long to answer. Like, she announces, oh, this is Chuck I'm speaking to, and then, like, whispers to Blair, am I alone right now? And obviously Blair's going to want her to, like, play along with this. Um, And so if I'm Chuck, the fact that Serena doesn't answer right away would make me suspicious, and I would hang up. Mm. Like, I feel like it's... He must know that Blair can hear everything that he's saying. That's true. I, I, and if it was like modern day, I can kind of give her a pass on that because nowadays when people call me on my phone, sometimes it has trouble connecting to Bluetooth and I have to like select the right audio input and then it takes like a few seconds for it to really sync up. And then I say hello, like maybe 15 seconds after they, <laughs> I answered the phone. Uh, you, have, you have your excuse locked and loaded already. <laughs> <laughs> It happened today. Sometimes I drop my phone, and so it has an extra... <laughs> and then I crash. So if ever I don't answer right away, like... <laughs> I, I loved Blair's move in this scene, too. She finds out that Chuck is on the other end of the phone. She stands up, walks over to the phone, and hits the speakerphone button. In my in my you know experience, I probably would have like mouthed the word speakerphone, or if I were to get up and go walk over, I would put my ear up to the speaker of the phone. But Blair sort of goes halfway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chuck is worried about his business. He he needs a publicist, so obviously Serena's the person to call. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he needs people to come begging. So he needs to open up his club tomorrow on Halloween, and he doesn't want Blair anywhere near this as Blair's listening to all of this. And so Serena's like, yeah, sorry, I guess he hasn't forgiven you. And Blair just looks uh, confused and alarmed. So I don't know 
why Chuck needs to open tomorrow. I, I don't I don't understand it, but I that, we're that's to just where take we it are. At face value. It's like whatever he's doing is going to create buzz somehow. We don't know why yeah. or how. It's just we're it's opening gonna, tomorrow, so now, so now people are going to be begging to come because we're opening tomorrow. Halloween creates a lot of hotel buzz. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so we're we're back at the Empire Hotel, and I'm blown away. Horace is back. I did not know we were going to get more than one episode. You made it seem like we're never going to see him again. I, you, I know you I never confirmed remember. that, but it, you made it I seem like it was, that was the last him. of Horace. Literally, exactly one season later, no less. He was in season two, episode seven. Now he's in season three, episode seven. Wow. And he has randomly returned to the show. I obviously had no memory of this. He won an MVP and, uh, that episode. Not only that, sure. yeah, Slifer gave him an MVP. Wow. And not only that, but his first line is, uh, Swifty, you're the man, which is very timely because a lot of people <laughs> have been making fun of Swifties. And, you know, this was the validation I needed. And he uses a song title. What what title is it? Would be? Uh, the Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. The man, yes. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't, sorry I didn't pick up on that. Um, <laughs> like, uh, just what he said. No, yep, you're right. Um, and, you know, also, um, one of the uh, child actors dress up as Taylor Swift yes, later in the episode. Yes. So a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of Taylor Swift in this one. And so Chuck's getting everything ready for his big opening. Uh, also, Nate is here. Nate really integrating himself back into the cast. Not only did he talk to Dan this episode, but now he's talking to Chuck again as well. So You know, I, I uh, like when Nate's friends with both of them. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because maybe eventually they'll become a friend, a friend group. <laughs> yeah, <go>. maybe. <laughs> we haven't maybe really. Gotten... All of the characters would speak to one another. <laughs> I don't know. We mentioned how rare it is to get the five of them in a room together. It yeah. just doesn't seem to be uh, to happen that often. But that's why it makes it so Chris... sweet when they do enter a room together. Yeah, I, I agree. You, you, famously, my favorite kind of episode. Uh, yeah. So Hor- Horace makes a perfect moonshine martini. Chuck very excited to open up his speakeasy so that uh, people can escape the modern world and violate its rules legally, of course. And so Nate is surprised that Blair isn't here. And he's he just he's like instigating every couple. He's like, what are you guys in a fight or something? And Chuck tells him that a fight would imply time and energy. This is more of an ongoing detached distrust. So, Brendan, uh, you were kind of correct. While they, while they didn't break up, this is definitely something that is still affecting Chuck. And, uh, you know will for who knows how long yeah you could see like he he really that rubbed him the wrong way last week but also i just yeah. want to point out how funny i thought it was that chuck loved the moonshine martini because i honestly laugh anytime anyone gets a moonshine martini or not moonshine just a martini in general because people act like it's like oh you did a great job with that cocktail they just fucking poured the booze into the stupid cup and that's the cocktail like there's sometimes there's a little bit of olive juice in there but sometimes people just like it <laughs> as is and that that's just this is how i know we have an alcohol connoisseur as, as the host of this I don't even, podcast. Well, maybe there's something I'm missing, and maybe some people like it like, with, with more olive juice or whatever it is, and maybe there's another ingredient in, co- in martinis I don't know about, but I'm pretty Does sure. the moonshine martini signify that it's something added? Is that like a real thing? I, I, th- I think it's probably just moonshine and then a little bit of olive juice, and most people like them like extra dry, like low in olive juice, which means they just like a giant like double or triple shot in their martini glass. And then Chuck is like, delicious like so, so you just like drinking straight booze. <laughs> ah yes horace very yes yeah, so, very good this is why this is why i called you back after a year of not right. speaking to so you. at maximum he added a drop of olive juice i love that chuck still has horace's number like they haven't spoken <laughs> since i'm glad, yeah, I'm glad since still last boys. season yeah <laughs> so in this scene is it is this where is horace the one who's like Hey man, you better not think about opening up yes. a hotel without a liquor license. That's not this scene, but yes, that is okay. him who says that. Is, I'm making you know, sure because I want to check back in at the end of the episode about that specific <laughs> <character>, uh, <laughs> drive. I guess. Right. 
Like, Good job, buddy. Your father be proud. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Blair and Serena again. Blair is pissed that Chuck chose Serena over her, and this whole this trio is going to be a point of contention in this whole episode. And who's choosing who? Um, Serena is planning over planning on winning over Casey by making this party for Chuck amazing before Casey finds out about it and tries to take it away. But Blair clearly not even listening to her. She's just blurting out. It's not like Chuck hasn't kissed a guy before. He said so himself. Again, I don't know how she's moved backwards. She's just completely missing the mark. She she knows why Chuck's mad at him he told her and serena hasn't been told this but she can still figure it out she's like hasn't it occurred to you that maybe it's not about the kiss like your game is based on trust and you broke him broke his which is exactly what chuck already told blair right and they've had that same kind of fight for the past two and a half seasons now like it's the it's the trust issues that go back and forth with them right and so Blair is going to demand that Chuck lets her help him. But Serena tells her, you know, maybe not today. Chuck has 24 hours to get everything ready and his liquor license hasn't even cleared yet. Um, which, again, why does he need to open if he why? doesn't have his liquor? Like, if this was going to be such like a like a thing where like we might not have a liquor license. Why is he so like intent on opening tomorrow? And, and you're right. It wasn't even a Halloween. It was like one like line of him on a phone where if like investors or whatever <laughs> being like, "Hey, this better start turning around money right quick or whatever." And then yeah, he's like, it's... "Of course, sir. Yes, whatever you say." It's the uh, Halloween and, season. And like, we he's like, profits. "Okay, I have to open this tomorrow." Like, the, like we needed something like that, <laughs> but instead it's just like, "No, I have to now." After owning this hotel for several episodes, now it needs to open. Right. Because yeah. this thing is he needed to get profits. Or he needed need to get people into. The the hotel by the holidays so he theoretically has two months like just do the party in two weeks when you actually have the liquor license unless he meant the holidays as in uh halloween right all saints days <laughs> veterans day right around the corner oh, election yeah. day probably you know all those, those holidays coming yeah, up probably so and of course serena's just like on on the phones all day and she's like yes I, i'll get I'll, I'll look into the liquor license which is my job as a publicist don't the, you worry I'll... The, the show's really trying to tell us how important serena is this season <laughs> yeah really and so uh Serena wants to know if Blair has even been listening to her, and Blair says yes, it's not about her, so she's going home, but a very suspicious look on Blair's face, so we know that she's probably up to something. I mean, she always is. That's, it's, that's what she does. She can't help it. She it, can't. It's Blair. That's why we love her. Um, Vanya yeah. has a package that Lily needs to sign for, and Rufus has brought to home a shit ton of candy for trick-or-treaters who are no doubt going to travel all the way up to the penthouse to do their trick-or-treating. Like, Rufus is just an idiot. Like, they live on the top floor of a huge like, building. Like, when were these... Supposed to trick or treat or supposed to come. I don't know. He is an yeah, idiot. Maybe he could have just gone to the loft if he was so excited about. Yeah, yeah have her come over like, there. You have a second house. Like, just go <laughs> be there where you know you've done this for the past like twenty years. But yeah, I, I've I, really, I love that. Uh, this but is I would the never way. take it. Sorry, I'm that's right. I get it. You, you go on. Yeah, you get it. Well, I get in here. Let me start talking to <laughs> <laughs> everybody together. I, I just love when Lily treats Rufus like an idiot baby because this is the best way to treat this <laughs> man that you married. Like, if you're gonna be married to him, just undermine him every chance you get. Yeah, um, support, she's supporting his dreams using her <laughs> boundless wealth as always. But in this yes. episode, it's okay. Yeah, Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I he thought Rufus was gonna get mad again. But you would he think he would. Care. Yeah. Um, was, okay, but okay, <laughs> it's a bridge too far when she pays for his child's college tuition. <laughs> but you know, it's just a, a fun game when she like uses money to get the doorman to bring children up to their apartment. <laughs> Is yes, it, this exactly. one actually turned into sex later. Yeah, there was a line that I was figuring was your joke of the episode. <laughs> it, needed, it needed some punching up, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll Lily, Lily wants to go to uh, Chuck's uh, big club opening, but it's like, no, we'll stay home and we'll we'll give out candy to the trick or treaters. And he's like, first he's like making a scene. He's like throwing a tantrum that he, they need to stay home. And then when Lily just like stares at him, he just walks. He looks deranged as he walks away with just like a <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> He's so scared. It's a cinematic wig. parallel to Blair walking away with a mountain. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily also mentions that Rufus like embarrassingly wanting the family to dress up like the Ramones. Uh, Brendan, I feel like your family was the type to dress up as a, an embarrassing family costume. That ever happened? Uh, yeah, we've done the Flintstones before as a group. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I, I figured as I figured as much. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My mom also bunker family was the Sopranos for the oh. 2020 Halloween. I'm gl- I'm glad. That makes me happy. Um, but my, Thanks. I'm glad. Or, I mean, you're welcome. I'm glad yeah. I could make you happy. M- mother of mine has also stolen my Halloween costume from college and worn it uh, sequential years in a row at her job. We are the same. We're the same you size. Mother of, mine. mother of mine. Is that how you? Yes. Yeah. What costume is that? You just said a costume. I was my Are Austin Powers so... costume. Mm, it was really I was Austin Powers good. when I was five years old. Nice. Very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> did you get the reference? Like, did you know who Austin I, Powers it was, my, was? It was my favorite movie. Oh, oh, and you were five. Wow, look at you. I think it was, you have mine about the same age, too. I'm kind of a renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, so you and Brendan probably have the uh, yeah. the same favorite movie. That's why we get That's why we get along so well. Well, well it, it's, it's, they... it's stuck my favorite movie because I'm still a child. I don't know if it's still yours. You know, I would probably have it in, if I were to, to, you know, I'd probably, if I were to pull up a notes app and make my top 100 movies like Matt has, it, I'm sure it'd be on there somewhere. Okay. Good or enough. 200. Yeah. Uh, none of the Austin Powers movies have made their way into my top 200 wow. movies. Okay. So you're saying you've never seen them. <laughs> I've seen the first and the third one. Okay. Oh, you're missing the best one, baby. No, I, I? I, don't, I have no idea which one's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite the, they're all pretty much the same. So, so one that ties it all together. That's why. <laughs> that's why, yeah. You probably don't like it because well, at the end of the first one, you're like, oh, weird. There was no resolution to that plot line. That's and right. the third one, you're like, this doesn't make any sense based off of what I saw in the first one. There must be some movie between them. You missed when he was really frozen. Getting the arc. <laughs> so, Jenny is still on the steps of the Met. Is this another day, or have Jenny and her friends just still not gone to class? They're just sitting on the... I mean, we know that there is, like, very long breaks in between their classes, as we've seen. So mm-hmm. I guess it is possible they're still all just sitting there. And Eric and Jonathan are a few steps down, and Jonathan's still pissed at how Jenny is acting. And like, obviously, completely get why Jonathan is pissed off here at Jenny, especially because, like, they're supposed to be friends, but... I feel like right now, at least, Eric is trying to keep everyone calm, and I think Jonathan should have just listened to Eric here and not freaked out, and we could have avoided a lot of this. Like, yes, Jenny is being, you know, not the best, but she's not being terrible yet. She's just forbidding them from sitting on steps. Uh, there's literal bird <laughs> shit in the place where they're supposed to sit, <laughs> Sounds like and they want to not sit there. Just sit a little lower than them. <laughs> now, I, think about how pissed off you would be at this moment, too. You, I, I get what you're saying, and... Eric being like the mediator is he's doing a great job, but I, I would be just as pissed off as the first gay person ever. Oh yeah, I, and yeah, it's the first ever <laughs> no. gay person, widely regarded at least. <laughs> and I know I. <laughs> There's no reason Jenny is like 
synthetically adjusting the housing market of the steps <laughs> by not even sitting at the tallest steps i have to be on the second tier of the steps yeah. and so everybody has to be on the first tier of the steps when there's a whole third tier of the but steps no one no right. one can sit in now because no one can sit above her but she's just going to sit in the middle the invisible hand of the market uh there's actually just one percent of students who are controlling everything <laughs> it's true yeah and you know i said that jonathan should listen to eric but i i actually do like this this uh this petty move of just like okay i'm just gonna sit on the top step and right all he does is sit on some steps and everyone just freaks out uh jenny tries what jenny to tell should really do is just sit at sit on the step that's directly above the step that has the bird shit on it and so they have to sit there <laughs> yeah I don't it's like I said it seems like Jenny has simple solutions all throughout this episode and just goes the the worst direction possible every time and so Jenny tells them they have to sit somewhere else and Eric's like come on what's the big deal and again I feel like Jenny can just let her brother sit up there and still not seem weak it is her brother like making exception for family and friends is what the queen does I, I'm sure That's Blair right. would have let Eric sit there. Making an exception for gay people is what people, they should do. They, <laughs> literally. They, literally, Jenny, they must not know they're gay because Jenny would literally just have to be like, they're gay. They can sit here. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 come on. They love gay yeah. people. And yeah. And so the, she, Jenny has her minions pour yogurt all over poor Eric. Not even Jonathan, but on Eric. <sighs> and again, that's the line for me. Jenny uh, certainly that's did it. not have to allow for that to happen. Yeah, yes, I didn't know I was watching Glee. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> it's tough. It's so, like it, it, you can get her being upset about it because this is what she's supposed to be doing to, in order to keep her rule. But like to straight up order yogurt pouring is no, just really I tough. I cannot get her being upset about this. <laughs> that's, this what, that's is, what she does. This, it's, this is all made up. None of this matters. She's being bad for she, no reason. She, she is. After vowing to not be the same <laughs> yeah. as the bad girl who made her first two years of high school bad. Yeah, but this is yeah. this is Jenny's character. But she she I don't think she she is kind of bridge too far that's it we just, just don't get that. we didn't we don't have a reason for her turning into this like full tilt terrible person right except for just like i tried to be good and it didn't work so now <laughs> let me be as terrible as i can be yeah like i wish we had some kind of genesis for this but oh well so olivia comes to the loft dan does not seem sick at all olivia immediately skeptical she asks if this is about the uh the condom jar photo and it's like no no no, i love that picture of you it's it's very flattering <laughs> and so then olivia sees the endless nights trilogy on the counter and asks if he watched and now she thinks it's about him thinking she's a bad actress even though he's already seen her act though like in her oscar worthy performance in floor and he said she was great so i don't know dan knows knows that she can act um yeah, I, Olivia... I guess so. I don't know. He, he doesn't seem yeah, to know, know that she can act, he, she can act very well though, because she calls him out and is like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. what do you think?" And he's like, "I wouldn't say it was bad." You're only as good as the most recent performance <laughs> at Damn Saw. Yeah, exactly. Olivia wants to know if it was the scene where she sucks the Wolfman's blood because that Wolfman was a dummy, and it's really hard to suck a dummy Wolfman. Um, I, I need to see these movies. What is, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I do want to know what happens when a vampire sucks the blood of a werewolf. Yeah, I, mm. no, no, yeah. I this That's is true. not something, to my knowledge, that was uh, you know explored in in you know other other movies at the time. I feel like Endless Nights might be breaking new ground here. 
I mean, edit in a transition that I'll give you later to me plugging my podcast, but on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> um, I don't think they ever covered what happens when a vampire bites a werewolf. And wow. I mean, well, I guess I'll find out now that I'm watching all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my boyfriend who I never saw it on Buffy Boyfriend's The Podcast. Spoiler I'm, I'm, I'm bleeping all that out. I'm bleeping it all out. <laughs> you, you give your plugs when we ask you to. <laughs> You'll not be invited back. It, it came up naturally. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Yeah, so Olivia presses play on the laptop and immediately sees her uh, making her noises, and now she understands what's going on. Uh, Dan's feeling insecure because Patrick Roberts made her levitate. Again, she tells him that it's all acting, but Dan has now also been frequenting the blogs and message boards. And Dan tells her that the uh, reigning blog opinion is that acting with your boyfriend without your clothes on is a sex tape, which I, I... Dan knows what movies are and what acting is, right. and he, like he can't actually believe what he's reading on the blogs. Like he must know how stupid he sounds here. He doesn't know. Yeah. I, I think Nate's, he's been hanging around with Nate too much. <laughs> it seems like this is the first movie he's ever heard of because, like, Dan is now suddenly so far removed from pop culture that he doesn't even know <laughs> yeah. about these things. But even though right. you, no, he, but like he has to. Just, he, this is what really happened. Like, I know he's been online talking shit. About, I mean, this is like Twilight. This, that's what they're going for. And so he mm -hmm. must be one of these people who like absolutely hates quote unquote Twilight or like makes fun of girls right. who like Twilight. But now that he's like. In meeting the big celebrity he's like blah 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 I, actually <laughs> you're so bad <laughs> <laughs> so, Olivia jeez oh, what's her name Olivia Olivia tells Dan that her whole relationship with Patrick was strictly for publicity and that she never had feelings for him like she does for Dan and you know she's not even mad at Dan's stupidity at all she immediately gets over it Dan immediately gets over it and you know they're, they're good again. That's and that's because this is the best couple. She's in the good. Show. I, I, she didn't have to forgive him because I was like, he's being so oh, stupid yeah. for no reason. He's he's self sabotaging here. You, you know, you guys have gotten over a couple weird little rough patches that didn't have to happen, and you're creating another one for yourself, Dan. Stop it. And uh, she gets him out of it. Thank God. She puts yeah. that fire out immediately. I love Olivia. Just call me One Directions, Olivia. Uh, and okay. She, and Hillary Duff is, you know, I've said it before, the greatest actress of our time. Literally. Yeah. She's no different here. It's true. She's oh, just she's excellent great. in every scene. One of the best recurring characters this show has ever seen, up there with the likes of, you know, the great Cyruses and Erics of the world and Dorotas, of course. Uh, I can't mean, like, get enough of Olivia. So when we get, like, one off boyfriend or one off boyfriends for Serena. Can we just have them be Hillary Duff quality instead of just having the girls that come on be good? Like, can we get the boys to be good too? I don't understand. Yeah, no, no, we can't. I mean, mm. you know, Carter's been growing on me. Carter, no, but Carter's like he's been a part of this. I think he's more a part of the Gossip Girl world right. than like the random like five. Right, right. He's not the one-off. Yeah, he's more of a recurring character yeah. than a one-off. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're gonna be stuck with the Aaron Roses and the Scott Rossons of the world. <laughs> so Which makes hopefully sad, we can it, get. She's not gonna last, I guess. All that long, uh, I mean, she's had she's had a good four episodes now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she's in a good chunk of the show, and uh, you know, spoiler alert, she'll be here next week too. So Hell you yeah. have at least one more to look forward to. Um, so Serena hey, okay, gets a text. This, oh. Wait, but just, just you know, we're gonna luxuriate in the scene for a little bit. This this <laughs> is a lot of this uh, plot line revolves around Dan's fear of comparing noises. Yes, <laughs> between, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I've never gotten to the noise the stage of a relationship before. <laughs> I didn't know there was a noise stage of the relationship. Oh, there's it's a noise just stage. Like, there, there's definitely a noise stage, but it's like <laughs> they, you're not making the same exact noises every <laughs> single time. Right. And, you know, I just wanted to comment on that. It's like even if they were 
I mean, I guess this was 2009, and you know, it, things Voices were... were simpler back then. Yeah. All right. So, so listeners, if <laughs> you think you're in the noise simpler. stage, just make just try and take note. Are you making the same noise every time, or are they different? Because if they're the same noise, you're not in the noise stage yet. Once they're different, if they're making the same the noise, noise then okay, no, but like if if she were to make the same noise, that would be her faking it. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Then we would know. Right. Right. But like, there's like it, all like literally this whole episode made no sense. But him being convinced that there's any possibility that they filmed them having sex for real <laughs> and included it in the film, like. Come on. I think sometimes these these joke writers think they've landed on like a Seinfeldian type joke by like, oh, did she make a noise yet? No, she didn't make a noise yet. She's not a noiser. Like, I feel like they find think think these things and they just don't know how to like execute them well and they just kind of fall really flat and I don't know. Yes. What would a, uh, what would an episode of Gossip Girl look like that was written by Larry David? That's what we all want to know. (laughs) That is true. So, like, does it even matter? She's picking up a condom to have sex with him. Like, right. <laughs> she clearly already... wants to have sex with him. <laughs> or just get the first one out of the way before you like think about the noises you're making. Just do it once. No, it's the noises and, that he's making her make. And once well, again, yeah. Dan, she, she, Olivia sees Serena, Dan's love of his life for like the first twelve years of his life, <laughs> all now. the time, and still wants to hang out with him. Yeah, she's fine. They hang out so, with her more than. Uh, Olivia hangs out with Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa's. Vanessa's Speaking of Vanessa, right there was not even a line in this episode that was like, "Yeah, Vanessa's at fencing camp." Like, oh, there, there was, there, there was. was. Uh, oh, yes, I there hear. was. Yeah, we she's get, a sister. Do we know she has, she has a sister? Get it? Yes, yes. She yeah. has a. She lesbian lived with punk her sister, sister during season three or season yeah, one. She, I mean, like she started yeah. out living with her sister. Her sister's in a in oh, okay. a lesbian punk band. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, I do um, remember that kind of. Yes. Um. Yeah, we get. We definitely get a line at at the end where uh, Dan speaks for the audience and says that he's so happy that Vanessa's out of town. Serena gets a text from Olivia uh, that she's coming to the club tonight. Casey has found out that Serena stole her client list and is going behind her back to invite people to Chuck's club opening and goes to fire her. But Serena does what she has to do and lies and says that she's doing this to get Olivia and Patrick back together. Uh, Serena usually not that quick on her feet, so pretty impressive. Yeah. Work by her kind of to save episode. her job in this moment. Yeah. And so she tells Casey that Olivia's coming alone. She just has to fly Patrick in. So now uh, it seems like on the surface, at least, that Serena is now also working against the, the success of uh, and Olivia, Dolivia. What are we calling them? Mm, not neither. It's not really good. Like, Olivia. Olivia. Danvia. Oh, Danvia. Oh, Danvia. Oh, Danvia. That's the noises she's making. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck is on the phone. He's still trying to figure out the status of his liquor license. And Horace, you know, this is the scene that we were talking about. Horace uh, hopes that Chuck isn't considering opening without a license, but... Chuck is that would thinking... be the worst thing possible, and I couldn't. Abs- <laughs> I never would ever work at a bar that didn't have a liquor license. How dare you even consider trying to open without one? You better get one, or else I'm quitting. I mean, we, we must have missed a wink at the camera or something. <laughs> I know we missed an entire episode at some point. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, <laughs> for this to make sense, we would have had to have missed an episode that took place in the middle of this episode. <laughs> middle of this episode yes. <laughs> It was originally two episodes that they just condensed into one. Yeah, we, we, we saw the so, bread of the episode sandwich. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chuck is thinking the WWBD, what would Bart do, even though he famously wants to distance himself from Bart. And, <laughs> again, I am confused as to why Horace is here. Is 
he I because I thought he was opening up the club maybe in the same place that he originally went to with Horace uh, last season, but no, this is in Chuck's hotel. They're opening the club in the hotel. Either way, but though, the bar I, looks I like it that. was at that same spot. Yeah, it's weird. Either so way, crazy. I love that Horace is back for no reason. But and uh, is a huge no fan of because... his dad. Like, did he work for yeah. his dad? Also, yeah. Yeah. did he know who Bart Bass was? Because at the end, when he's like. Your father would be so proud in the best way. It's like, have you ever talked to Bart Bass? How would I, you know this? I wish he said in the worst way. I'm pretty yeah. sure they just met each other last season. Whatever. It's, it's fine. Um, Boris Frank doesn't Bennett. have oh. a Gossip Girl wiki page. Wow. Oh, no. Is he the okay. first black man of all time? Yep. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Widely regarded. Widely as. regarded as? <laughs> you know, I don't even know because he... He's not on the page. Wow. No Disrespect for Horace. <laughs> um, so, uh, Frank Bennett calls Chuck and lets him know that his liquor license has been approved. Effective immediately. He'll even drop it off himself. And so Chuck, very happy to have victory without deceit for once. Really seems like he is a new man here. Wants to do this all above board. And we see Blair receive a text from none other than Jack Bass saying, Liquor license done. Consider us even. And obviously, as we will find out, Chuck would not be thrilled to find out that yeah, Jack is helping him with know. this. So uh, this should do wonders for Blair and Chuck's current trust problems yep. i'm like where did this desire to do everything above board come from oh, no. it feels Again, like don't completely know. up trucks character to be like i just wrote on a post-it note that it's a liquor license and deal with it. i'm stuck <laughs> yeah. like it, it why does he now suddenly care to go through all the legal because at various points in the episode, he wants to not be his dad while at the same time wanting to, to be, be his dad. dad. <laughs> it's so weird. It changes scene by scene. Before we get the text uh, from Jack to Blair, I'm like, oh, he did it like uh, by doing the right thing. And he's not like being conniving about it. He's just, just happy it worked out. And then we immediately get the text from Jack. I'm like, okay, so yeah. was, someone's conniving in some way, shape or form. Uh, but it still doesn't make sense that he wants to do it that way. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. So comes downstairs in his costume and i audibly groaned and said oh my god like <laughs> could be a cool costume if it wasn't rufus i think anything rufus does i'm just gonna roll my eyes at well it was like and... kind of just his clothing just with a wig yeah <laughs> yeah um is lily i guess lily's turned on by this punk rocker look she says she would have enjoyed him uh shirtless and an eyeliner I well think... it worked when they were younger yeah this, right. this was his look probably the exact same haircut i'm surprised they didn't start reminiscing again like they do every other week yeah they ran out of rest reminiscing material yeah. So, hey, I, oh, I, they really need to shoehorn in another scene where they mention that Lily was a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> so Lily Almost again tries about that one. <laughs> can't forget that she was a photographer. Uh, she's gonna again try to get Rufus to not get his hopes up, and Rufus is like, "Don't worry, I know the children care more about the candy than the costume, but they'll appreciate the effort." First of all, they are not gonna know who you are. They don't know who Joey Ramone is, and also when I was a kid, I don't think I appreciated the effort of anyone dressing up to give me candy. I think it would scare me more if Rufus came out in a costume. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, hey, you Lily, know what I'd appreciate the effort of? Getting a king-size candy bar, bitch. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> so um, Lily breaks it to Rufus. She can't remember the last time they had trick-or-treaters. And Rufus is like, that's because you're never at your home. But don't worry. I, I went around the neighborhood telling the neighbors that we'll be home this year. What a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> knocking on all the apartment doors by the way we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be home in the penthouse today so take that elevator on up to get some candy <laughs> what a sad man indeed this is why rubus needs a coffee shop back <laughs> is this still the penthouse of the hotel or i think did they so. move into an apartment building i don't know i think they i don't think they ever moved out of this i uh, out of the hotel yeah. i don't 
I think they're it, still... It's nonsense to me that he would think that there would get they would get a single trick or treater <laughs> yes, in the hotel. house of a hotel. Of a hotel, yeah. <laughs> Like, because if you were in an apartment building, sure, like kids might go to all the right. different apartments, but, but like, no one actually lives there besides you. If a I kid came to a hotel from outside of the hotel to go trick or treating, they would go to like the front desk. Who is going all the way up there for a Snickers bar? No oh, one. I mean, they, you know, this actually did. This was the one thing that actually logically made sense. No one actually came. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. unless like Sam said, like if they marketed themselves as like, we have the, the full size bars, then I could see people going up, up the stairs for this full size big boys. Hey, plus Rufus told everyone that they'd be there. <laughs> why doesn't Rufus just like, if he doesn't want to go all the way back to the loft in Brooklyn, why not just like hang out in the lobby or something where people might actually like stroll by? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, that's a good yeah. point. That's like Sam pointed that. I, I forget that people don't actually live there besides them. If they're, or he if could they do reverse trick or treating where he goes door to door bringing hands out candy out. bars. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, again, yeah, a lot of things he could be doing, but. Yeah, so <laughs> um, Eric comes home early. Lily asks him what's wrong, but uh, he just tells her to ask Jenny and keeps walking. And this is when Rufus gives like the most serious look in the most ridiculous outfit, which uh, <laughs> which made me laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of iconic uh, recurring characters, Dorota is here uh, giggling while getting her pedicure with with Blair. And she's very happy to see Chuck, Chuck drop by because when he's mad at Blair, Dorota gets very tired and never gets to see Vanya or the movies. And so Blair dismisses everyone so she can talk to Chuck and wants to know if she's finally off the hook. And Chuck tells her that last week's incident took longer than anticipated move past, but now he wants to put it behind him and make things right. And, like, getting Chuck his liquor license uh, behind his back does seem to end up working in the short term, which, I mean, might have been a pretty good play if she involved maybe anyone besides Jack. Yeah, why is that her go-to? I, I was expecting him to show up in some way. Because apparently he owed her a favor that we weren't privy to because he texts back, liquor license done, consider us even. Why but did he owe Blair? Anyone could have gotten a fake one, though. You think he, he right, the favor she, would be like a, a real good one that uh, works? He doesn't and know it's fake yet. Is it doesn't... Is like, isn't Blair not telling Chuck that she was involved in getting the liquor license? Like, doesn't it just show up and it's like... Yes. It, it just worked. So, like, he doesn't know. Actually, this is not serving her wanting to get back in Chuck's good graces at all because she needs to do it, like, in right. secret. Well, she's just hoping right. maybe his, but, his good mood will make him. Right. It puts Chuck her. in a good mood that makes him, uh, you know, forget, you know, bygones be bygones here. And Chuck gives Blair a huge gift and tells Blair that. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard my big club is opening tonight. I never meant to leave you out. Just had to do it on my own as a legitimate businessman. Um, so Chuck it is so funny this up. episode because he, he just keeps repeating over and over again. He's like, I want to be a legitimate businessman. And it really comes off of like he's an 18-year-old like role-playing right. as a legitimate businessman. Uh, we get like the, the intro, like the, the last time on Gossip Girl, where he talks about he, he wants to make his first profit by 21 because his right. dad got a 22. Like Again – you were given. You were the wealthiest kid on the entire planet. Like you didn't make, make your own profit. Like you from yeah. scratch. You, you You're were, not a self-made. Right. You're not a self-made man. So was, don't be so proud of yourself. Are you sure buddy. his stock options have been making profits for him since he was uh, born? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He made his he made his first profit at uh, zero years old. So yeah. he can hang negative out on nine that. months zero <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So uh, Dan in costume, uh, whose who side are we on? Should he have gone as a gangster or a musician? Because it seems like uh, everyone goes as a gangster. He should have been whatever he wasn't because like he already wore this hat. Like this is just a hat that he would wear yeah. in character as Dan. And a musician would have been just a hat plus a vest. If he showed up like this, yeah. 
people must not have thought that he knew that it was a costume party yeah. because <laughs> they're just like, oh, you brought your hat. Oh, you, brought, you brought your toy gun? He, yeah, he has a prop gun. So... <laughs> Uh, Serena is playing double agent and tells Olivia that Casey wants her and Dan to break up, but uh, she may have found a compromise here that will get Casey off everyone's back. And I feel like Dan has the amazing idea of just firing K- Casey, but everyone ignores him for some reason. <laughs> yeah. This, right. This scene <laughs> really, really, really tried me. <laughs> Serena made absolutely no sense. Like the, it, Serena's like, okay, here's the plan. You're gonna get nothing out of this except I'll get to keep my job. Okay, yeah. great. Go okay. team. And, and, like, and finally yeah, a way to get Casey idea. off all of our backs. Yeah. But Olivia's like, mine. yeah, that's why I've been ignoring her calls. It's like it doesn't really seem like it's front of mind for her to like get her off her back. Because right, yeah. I think I think through this, she's not gonna have to keep pretending that she's dating that guy. So that doesn't work yeah, at like, all. The, Right. right. And why does Olivia agree to this? Like, Dan doesn't like that Patrick is coming to the event and, uh, he, you know, not even afraid. He's not afraid to use his prop gun if he has to. But Serena just asks Olivia, yeah, just walk the red carpet with Patrick. Act like you're still together. You know, just for tonight. It's fine. And Dan is clearly against this for good reason. But Serena's like, don't worry. I'll leave your name at the back door so you guys can hang out after. Which is like such a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. And, like. I guess Olivia is doing it because she wants to be nice to Serena, but she doesn't even say that. She just is like, right. "It's just one night. Come and on." She's, she's like, "She's like, that's the business sometimes." And Dan's yeah, like, our relationship really is not idea. the business. Right. Like, I, Dan is in the right here. Just tell Casey to go fuck herself, even if you don't want to fire her. Like, fire her is the right choice. So, like, as Dan said, get someone who is bearable. Because yeah, you're already avoiding least. her and like not talking to her on the phone, so you should probably just get someone yeah. that you'll actually use. Plus, like, I know that we, at this point in the episode, Olivia has told Dan that the whole relationship was a PR stunt the entire time, but the revelation at the end of the episode is that they actually did date. It's like, okay, sure. (laughs) But then, like, so in this scene, she's like, actually... Why don't I just pretend to keep dating my ex? Actually, like, she's like, well, I'll just kiss him a little bit. (laughs) Like, what's okay? I feel like for this to work, Serena really should have done the hard sell. Like, guys, can you please do this for me? I am going to lose my job if you don't do this. And not like it's a win-win-win for all of us, right? (laughs) Even you, Dan? Okay, great. Let's let's go for it. Well, she she really thought that it was a win-win for all of them somehow. I guess. She should have been begging them to do this, exactly. and then she's like, "Oh, I'll owe you so much. Like, right. I'll, I'll I'll get you this, not I'll right. let you. I'll, I'll get you a fake liquor license door. someday. Much like yeah, I'll leave yeah, your name exactly. at the back door. But two seasons down the line, Dan should get a text from Serena saying, "Did it? <laughs> now we're even." even. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jenny and Lily are having a talk, and Jenny tells Lily she doesn't know why Eric is mad at her because it's not like she can control every person at school. And Lily immediately calls bullshit. Like she knows the queen bee when she sees one, and she said, "You may not have done the deed, but I suspect you gave the order." And you know, Jenny tells Lily that Eric sat above her on the steps, and Lily knows that must have put her in a difficult position. And she gets it. And I love so- that she gets it. <laughs> Yeah. Jenny tells Lily, like, you know how these girls are. And, you know, I had to do something. And she asks Lily not to tell her dad. And Lily ramps up and is like, I understand you had to do something. Just like I have to do something now. And her big thing, she just tells Jenny she can still go to yeah. the church big opening <laughs> as long as Eric still wants to go. And she has to get all of her friends to apologize. I feel like this was a steal for Jenny. It was. It, it really was. It completely was. was. Okay. And also, I love like, the scene that, didn't, that we weren't shown where Rufus is like... <laughs> You need to talk to my daughter. I can't do it. Not on Halloween. (laughs) It's my day. I just know these trick-or-treaters are coming. I have to be at the door. (laughs) Why was Lily doing this at all? Like, (laughs) she's... 
she's Rufus's kid. And I'm pretty sure what, when she said, I'll take this one, she was talking about Eric. And then we don't see the right. talk between her and Eric. We cut, we cut straight to the Jenny one. And, and Lily, like, she is so, so, so controlling about every single thing Serena does. And, like, <laughs> Jenny attacks her biological son and is like, <laughs> Hey, right. you did like, it. I'm proud I get of where you. you're coming from. I, I know exactly what's going on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because Lily is, you know, she's great to everyone as long as you're not her biological kid. Like, that's that's always been her thing. Yeah. So uh, Chuck and his girls are at the bar, and uh, he thanks the liquor license guy for being so quick. And the guy immediately lets the cat out of the bag. He's like, yeah, I'm always happy to help out Jack Bass. And I feel like Blair needs to do a better job at, like, prepping people yeah, that's for what Blair they aren't allowed one. to say. Yeah, come like, on. Like, Big there's one thing he couldn't say and and he says it right away and so <laughs> Blair, try, Blair tries to brush like right by that but uh chuck turns to serena and blames her and um because serena's like no it wasn't me i love that blair is just like as soon as chuck accuses serena blair just like turns and gives serena like that yeah what the fuck serena like, <laughs> very good <laughs> <laughs> i mean it kind of was serena's fault though because she was the one that let blair know about all this stuff and let blair into the whole, the whole plot line <laughs> that, that is true um chuck doesn't believe serena because she was the only one who knew about the problem as as far as he knows and like at this point blair is obviously and cartoonishly looking around the room and trying <laughs> to act innocent which is also so funny really and so uh, Chuck tells Blair that Jack is the last person he would ask for help, and rightfully so. And Blair thinks he's still mad about last week, but this isn't about last week. He says it's about her. And, you know, this is going to be, again, a point of contention in the relationship that he cannot trust her, and she keeps going behind his back to do things. And so Blair tells Chuck that she did this because she loves him, but Chuck uninvites her to the club opening. And so Blair Oof. tries to leave with Serena, but Serena decides to stay with Chuck, and that's that's got to hurt worse than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't blame Serena because Blair <laughs> tried to let Serena take the fall, uh, and I guess Serena also, still has work to do. Serena's one trip up away from losing her job again, so right. Serena has to, has to be business oriented here. And like they're both like now like against Blair or whatever. Okay, but Serena definitely knew what she did, and also. Yeah. The, like okay then what would have their plan been just to wait around and not get a liquor license and right. still open right, right. the and one thing they, horace told you not to do using and they continue using this liquor <laughs> license that they hate that they have <laughs> like they're both <laughs> mad at blair like i also like that uh serena just wanted to get like a nice relaxing job and now she has the most stressful job of all time yeah, she's she's so stressed afraid, she's, she's leaving the bar like this. oh my god i think she's smoking a cigarette serena. in that scene too we haven't seen Serena smile in three weeks. Like she's <laughs> so. It's time for the big event of the week, and uh, again, everyone came dressed as a gangster for the big speakeasy theme. And clearly, some tension still between Serena and Nate because Serena asks him why he's not like busy screwing over a friend, and Nate fires back with, "At least I'm on the list and not working the door." Which you know, decent burn. Good, I mean, that was the one scene now. that reminds you that you didn't miss an episode. Like, oh, okay, I guess that was last week. Yeah, like. Okay, he killed that. Yeah. He, the one he scene like, where they followed right. continuity. Yeah, that was really good. Really, really good work. I'm sure Nate had that uh, line pre-planned, um, but very good. And Jenny arrives also wearing a, a funny hat, and she tells the minions that Eric ratted her out, so now she has to be nice to him, at least to his face, but she has a plan. And at this point, it's just like, oh, no, Jenny. Like, you had an out. Like, just be like, right. my, oh, mom, fa- my mom found out. My mom found out, and so we have to be nice to him. Let's apologize. And because we see in the next like scene between the two of them, Eric is so ready to just forgive her already, even though he shouldn't. 
He's he's so great, and it, she she didn't have to do the last thing. She didn't have to do this no. at all. And she she acted like she had it all figured out, and Eric would never find out. And the second she gets well, she into the apartment later, she's like, like, "You caught me, didn't you? Yeah, you know it was me. Like, of course he's gonna know it was you. Like, what do you think? Like, you talk to your boyfriend would have thought that you would yeah. speak to anyone. Oh my god, thought you were more so of like a mate so in the rest outs. of the cast situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I don't know why she's doing this, but. Blair is playing. Uh, Has Jenny Blair? ever okay. dated anybody at this point? Like, at more than like two episodes? Uh, she dated Asher, who was uh, not, I guess, the first gay person because Jonathan was, right. but he he was right. gay and it was like a first gay person on the show. Was that Asher, I don't know. That was also right. Asher. He was the dog walker. <laughs> um, I don't think she's dated. Uh, she had that thing. She had like that one study date with that guy where she told Dan that she was trying to turn it into something more serious, and then we never saw him again. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That. I believe Austin gave him the MVP for that episode, um, <laughs> even though he did nothing. Um, so there was that. She, of course, has her like little Fling with flings Nate. with like Nate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's it, really. Yeah, she's married to her work, as Blair told her right. she should be. Right. She's she's committed to climbing the social ladder. Yeah, marry your castle. Um, and so Blair is uh, playing chess with Dorota on a huge chessboard, and while Dorota's playing while she cleans, very in- impressive multitasking. Oh, yeah. Um, obsessed I love that. with the choice here where Dorota is like doing stuff and then Blair makes a move and then Dorota instantly answers without even looking at the yeah. board like, <laughs> yes. and says the exact yeah. plate like what to move where instead of yeah. like moving the piece herself really great stuff <laughs> Dorota was great in the previous scene too where she like was couldn't stop laughing while getting a foot massage <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm yep. right there with you Dorota I can't when people touch my feet whether I told them to or not which I do often I take I, I'm very ticklish down there yeah, I mean, the feet are a very, very ticklish spot to begin with. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I've gotten one pedicure in my life, and I laughed for most of it. <laughs> I've never gotten a pedicure. Never have I ever gotten a pedicure. Yeah. Nor I. I'll be wow. I'll be sipping on that one. <laughs> I think we should all probably get a pedicure together. Wait, no. You do it. You sip if you no, did Yeah, you sip it, if you so have them. You put a finger right. down. and you. So, Brendan, This, this you is why drink. we play Take a Hearty Swig. Avoid all of this uh, confusion. <laughs> <laughs> so, a delivery of flowers arrives at the door. Blair thinks they're from Chuck and is like, I told you it wasn't my fault. But uh, they're not from Mr. Chuck, which uh, pisses her off. And so, more on that later. But we got to get back to Rufus in his stupid costume. Oh, giving yeah. out candy to Mr. Policeman, Mr. Fireman, and Lady Gaga. And Lily... He's Alvanya, literally right in front of Rufus. She, she's like, she's like, thanks. And also, where did Vanya get these kids? I have a yeah, lot of questions a, yeah, as to what's going on. That was never answered, and I, I, I don't think we're supposed to know because they don't want us to know. I guess they're <laughs> his kids because they like are there like later it's revealed that they're the same. Uh, kids they're and yeah, they keep the, coming back. They are, but he doesn't have kids, to my knowledge. I don't like. I don't know. Maybe maybe he has kids from a another like a nieces, previous nephews, relationship maybe, with Dorota. Yeah, they could be his nieces, nephews. Like, yeah. He could have um, adult kids who have kids of themselves. You know, like he, grandkids, like I just said. He could have adult kids. I'm just really really trying to push for those three hours. I just have kids to say of everything themselves. in three different ways. <laughs> He could have adult kids that have kids of themselves. Maybe That's he very had had kids twenty years ago, and now they How have old kids. Vanya is. There's no way he's grandpa age. Oh, I don't. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention to his face because my mind was just filling in that he was old. <laughs> <laughs> I to think that he wasn't in like an, he didn't. This guy's not an old guy. No, he's. Okay. I mean, he's medium I would imagine age. He's, yeah, he's Dorota age. As, medium like, age. I mean, he could be. He could be much older than Dorota, I guess. But I, oh. I don't take him to be a, a very old person. Okay, for some reason I was like filling in that he was like bald and had white hair. <laughs> <laughs> bald and he had white hair. So I can't wait to say to um, somebody when I have kids, like, "Oh, hey, uh, meet my kids of myself. <laughs> Check them out." <laughs> I really like that that's, phrase. That's a, that's a- <laughs> 
particular club opening. Um, Claire shows up, even though she's been uninvited, uh, but she comes to apologize. Uh, she was trying to help Chuck so that uh, he would see that she he needed her and that they make a good team. Really trying to emphasize that point all episode, that they make such a good team. And she is right. They end up doing making a good team. But he was also right not to trust her because she yeah. did ruin everything with that. And uh, Chuck responds with heartfelt, earnest. Let me guess. You found out the liquor license you so thoughtfully procured was fake. And he did not get condolence flowers like Blair did. But he he doesn't need to get them to know that Jack Bass is uh, a piece of shit and would just give them a, a fake liquor license. <laughs> like, I don't know. As a, as a joke, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what happened when she got the flowers? Like, there was a note that said, uh, BTW... I yeah, faked the liquor license. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I faked the liquor license. Here's some flowers. I, I... yeah. Why didn't even let her know? I tell them. Yeah. <laughs> why do it at all? Maybe he didn't because know it was gonna be fake. Only to tell him. I don't know. Maybe he thought he could get a real one. He couldn't. And he didn't realize until after the fact. I guess I'm giving him too much credit. I don't know. Yeah, you might be. Um, Blair wants to know how the club is still open without a real liquor license, and Blair tells Chuck that if the cops show up, she stops mid-sentence because she has an idea, but Chuck has already made the call, and Blair goes to take care of the paparazzi, so clearly they are on the same page. Um, Chuck says they still have things to discuss, and Blair says she knows, but once again, we see how good of a team they really are. Uh, did you guys know what they were up to here? Like, Yeah, I mean, as soon as she said it, I, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I know what she wants to do. Yeah, call I, the cops. There's no other option, really. The, Publicity? But, like, l the guess of her wanting to go call the cops themselves doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> there's no way that it's, <laughs> this, it doesn't work. Like, they're just like, we. I'm, I'll wait until we get to the resolution. But, like, <laughs> what happens after the cops show up makes zero sense, too. Like, it's just right. like, yeah. no, why, I, why did they do that? Okay. I just had the thought process, like, what, what they're trying to do. In, in, their, in their world, it works. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, Eric is wearing a, a great green visor hat thing and some spectacles. Love, love the Looks look great. from Eric here. And ugly Jenny has Ugly ass. <laughs> wow. I liked it. I loved it. It was it was obnoxious. It looked like a poker dealer. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I, I would love to sit down at the blackjack table with him. Absolutely. Um, I, I I I believe I talked about this last time I was on, but who in the their right mind is doing the wardrobe on this show? The men. <laughs> the, the girls always look so good, obviously, and then it's like, what? Every single time, us any man walks on the screen. <laughs> Poor guys. And with the hair, like like you often discuss. Right. Like, the ups and downs of the hair. Of, these of men the are supposed to be hot. Make them hot. Right. <laughs> What's I think wrong we, with you? I think if we gave them all the full maximum potential of hotness that they have. Too hot of a show. Like, yeah, I think we'd all be, lev we'd show, be levitating. <laughs> we'd all be making our noises and levitating. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I do have to say, if, if anyone has the right hair for a visor, though, it's definitely Eric. Sure, I I I don't hate That's the backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. Jenny Jenny passes by and trips and Eric laughs at her and then invites her to sit and Eric is being so nice to her even though she doesn't deserve it. He actually apologizes that his yeah. mom got involved and he tells uh, Jenny, you know, he he'd take a run in at the steps with. Uh, her over Lily any day and my heart cannot handle Jenny being mean to Eric after this a after he's still being so nice to her. Because we already know she's being mean to him at this very moment. And it's like oh my yes. god. 
And, and I, I'll, like, this whole scene sucked. Uh, I'm so pissed that Eric, Eric apologized to Jenny. Yeah. And and he's like, with Jonathan not here, you're the only person I know. It's like, except for Chuck and Serena and Blair <laughs> and Dan and Olivia and like probably everyone else from your school. Oh yeah, all the, and... also those girls. Like, come on, you. What does that even mean? And Jenny's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Except for all those people you just named. Um, the thing is, we have gotten so used to Jenny and Eric being so close and so inseparable. I've been mentioning it every episode. You have. Jenny being a dick to Eric, of all people, just does not sit right with me. They've been the closest and out of anyone on the show. Literally. They've been Eric inseparable. has not been anywhere besides attached to Jenny's hip all season long. Bully someone else. Really? There's a lot of Dude, people to bully. If you, if you want to egg your minion, go go for it. Do not egg Eric. Leave Eric and Jonathan alone. And so, hey, you know what Blair didn't do? Bully the kid who tried to kill himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Blair did. Blair showed mercy on, on Eric throughout her throughout her reign of queen. I will I will give that to her. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck whispers something to the uh, to the guy playing the guitar, uh, and then we see. Now, Jonathan also dressed as a gangster walking down the street while the minions are hiding by our car, and they fucking egg him, which is so much. You egged at him! Like, yeah, come on. This is gay bashing. Yeah. It is. This was, this, Did you this catch was... what, what Chuck said to the musician, by the way? Oh, why? What'd he say? He just said, uh, you're killing it, buddy. Keep it up. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that insight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh patrick arrives with casey patrick immediately like creepy towards serena but serena loves it like she is uh, attracted Why? to patrick I as well that I, so guess. Much. Why? I was so pissed off when she accepted that yeah it disgusting was, it was annoying um casey sees that dan is here and even worse he's kissing olivia out in public for everyone to see and so serena swears it's not what it looks like and goes to fix the situation but chuck intercepts her and lets her know that the police are here to shut down his club and these cops clearly have nothing better to do than to uh, shut down a club opening and they kick everyone out and confiscate all the liquor i guess this is what happens when you know like i guess they they do have to take it all um i was, I chuck was... Be in some kind of trouble yeah he should probably be in cuffs or something maybe i don't know i don't know but like, why? But this is actually supposed to be a huge win for their team somehow. So he couldn't actually be in. I I, I love that. Like, they actually faced zero issues at all. Like, yeah, the, the whole staff just standing like, there. I actually was two steps ahead of everything this entire time, and nothing bad <laughs> happened to me whatsoever. Yeah, Serena tells Chuck he might want to stop the police, but he says, why would I stop them? I called them and just walks away. (laughs) And then then Blair tells Serena, she's like, once we knew the liquor license was fake, we could either wait for Jack to call ABC or we could take control, call the cops ourselves to blow up the party for a night that no one would ever forget. And once again, we have Blair acting as if she has been in on the plan from the beginning. (laughs) When she just found out about it, like this is her new move. She just just (laughs) pretends like she's always known about the plan the whole time. Serena could learn a thing or two. It's clear that Blair and Chuck have gone to the Michael Scott School of Public Relations, and I quote (laughs) the scripture. When a company screws up, best thing to do is call a press conference, alert the media, and then you control the story. Wait for them to find out, and the story controls you. And clearly that's what they were trying to do by calling paparazzi and the police to the (laughs) hotel. But like, if Jack calls the cops, then Chuck will get in trouble. If Chuck calls the cops, he does not get in trouble. Yeah, that's that's the Jack have already called the cops? Like, the party's been going on. (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand any of this. I'm also confused about why Serena's <laughs> mad then, at Blair after this because she should know that Chuck was the one that 
had this idea in the first place. It wasn't really Blair at all. Or does she not know that Blair wasn't really a part of this until the very end? There's Serena's... literally no difference in the public eye whether Chuck calls the police or whether <laughs> okay. whatever his name is calls the Jack, Jack calls the police. Yeah. Like everybody will see the exact same thing, except in, in, in like the story printed will be like, "Hey, this cool po this cool hotel that seemed to be like it was opening." They actually don't have a liquor license. Don't come here. Like that, and that's still <laughs> being what is written. Like that is what. No, it, it'll still say like, "Oh, this said. party was." kind of shut down so go book a room at this hotel instead <laughs> no yeah in the jackson are it's oh did you hear that uh jack bass like <laughs> shut down his his nephew's uh big club opening let's never get a room there but if chuck does it they're like did you hear about this awesome kid chuck bass who called the cops on himself and got everyone kicked out let's get a room yeah, there. let's get a room so hopefully that, when we're in our rooms we'll get dragged out by the cops <laughs> when we're staying there <laughs> And I'd love Serena. to go to a bar where I can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> and Serena says that Casey, for some reason, thinks this is Serena's fault. And now Serena has to get her clients out of there before they get arrested and she loses her job again. More, more so, confusion for me. Yeah. Blair, Blair's like, it's like Blair they, tells... <laughs> there's no possible way that people who are drinking at a bar that doesn't have a real <laughs> liquor license are at fault. Like, it doesn't make any sense, especially celebrities. Like, Olivia will be fine <laughs> because she's just been tricked by right. a document. Like, she, right. okay, she didn't even see the liquor license. Like, she's no one at a bar is, like, looking at the liquor license. Oh, you should like, be. Oh, for sure. Every like, time I go to the bar, I ask to see the liquor license first. <laughs> and, then, and then I verify that it's real because I have my own little kit. Any verification She will get in trouble because like she's gonna get an underage she's 18 <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's besides the point no, no one cares about that in this universe. she's almost more safe but than it was an actual bar it's like and we're saying jenny and eric are allowed in here <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, they're going? 16 <laughs> from now on every time i get id'd at a bar i'm gonna ask them for liquor license you should yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Just, as, as, just to make sure i'm not going to jail <laughs> the bouncer will say touche come right in <laughs> <laughs> and so Blair had to use Serena's celebrities in order to make this front page newsworthy because without the celebrities there, this would have never worked. But because Serena's celebrities are all in, in the club, now it's going to be front page news. And Serena's pissed. She asked Blair how she could do this to her. But we know exactly how Blair could – before Blair even says it, she just goes, remember when you chose Chuck? Now I did too. So Chuck really coming out on top through all of this. And Blair you know, always has to get even. Serena called the celebrities, and there's the, no negative press for celebrities being at a party that is like freaking up. Yeah. up. I didn't know what yeah, was what happened so that worried, was so but, bad to her. Yeah, when Casey's like, "Yeah, you're fine. Like you did everything right. Like we got so much good press for our celebrity for our clients here." But wasn't she? Uh, she was good for a second, though, wasn't she? Casey. Apparently, apparently, she was gonna make her lose her job again. I don't know. She was um, mad when like the paparazzi was seeing Olivia and Dan kissing, but then yeah. uh, Serena once again, quick on her feet, made out with a dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. So um, we have to get to the stupid Rufus storyline again first, though. He's okay. bragging to Lily about how many trick or treaters they got and how many they'll get next year, and then he reveals that he knew this was a setup the whole time. Uh, he, you know, learned how to say thank you in Lithuania. Uh, and Lady Gaga forgot to change her hair when she came back as Taylor Swift. Um, how many times did these same three children show up before, before he realized? <laughs> it, it was the sixth <laughs> round before he's like, these kids look kind of the same. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> just, kids always coming in groups of three. They're always two boys and one girl. It's like, and always a different so, pop star with the same hair. 
Yeah. And so Rufus is actually not mad at this, though, even though I could just imagine him throwing a tantrum over Lily lying to him again. But uh, this time he says he loves her. We have a rare good episode between these know, two. This is exactly and... how they should be used every episode. Just like leave them in the background. Yeah. Give, him, give Rufus a stupid plotline where he looks sure. like an idiot. Let Lily undermine him. <laughs> and let Lily just like wear her amazing brown fuzzy outfits. <laughs> and so Rufus says, why don't we start some of our own traditions like grown up trick or treating? What's that? I don't, <laughs> that that started sure. the whole dirty scene. That that, that was oh, gross yeah. by itself. She says, "All right, but I draw the line at door to door." And Rufus says, "I was just thinking of one door." Okay, and Brendan, I agree. It needs a punch up. And here's what here it is. Here it is. Okay, let's okay, hear it. Here we go. I was just thinking of one door. Okay, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I think you're gonna keep going and adding more doors. Okay. Well, no, there, I mean. Um, I, no, there's not that many doors available in the scenario. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's like he's adding more. Okay, yeah. I thought you were gonna say the back door one. Like it, it seemed like he was missing. Well, that's what I mean. That's I know the that yes. was impl- impl- implied that, second yeah. door. But like, I don't know why they why they said this. <laughs> this is so on on the nose. And like, they, I was I, I was I was galled. I was like, I was like, I, oh my god. Every round, I thought I was. I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> it, was like, yeah, it was almost too far. So all the marketing about Gossip Girl is about how bad all the teens are. Where <laughs> Rufus is like, we're gonna fuck. <laughs> right. This is like maybe I love whole... your vagina. Basically, <laughs> what that line was. This is maybe the the horniest episode we've seen in a long time. It really, it really was. Especially the way it ends too. Um, yeah, so a lot of dorks uh, Dan and Olivia, no hurry to get out, uh, even though the, the cops are kicking everyone out. They're just busy making out on a couch. And Olivia comes clean to Dan and tells him that Patrick was not her fake boyfriend. He was her real boyfriend. Uh, but she didn't want Dan to be comparing himself to Patrick. And she took pictures with him tonight because she felt bad for him, I guess. Like she says when she dumped him, it broke his heart. And then also he just stopped getting movie roles after the Endless Night movies. So I, I don't Olivia's plan was to tell Patrick that the only person she wants to kiss is Dan. I don't. Is that what she did? I like. I don't understand. And then they they go to kiss, but Serena whisks open the curtain to uh to save the day. Yeah. yeah, like okay, you broke up with your boyfriend, and he immediately stopped getting movie roles. You won, babe. You don't have to keep <laughs> yeah. doing good things for him. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You don't owe him anything. So. She, she brings them to the paparazzi and tells them to kiss, and Dan and Olivia are just like, fuck yeah, all right, let's go, we'll kiss. And so once they start kissing, she opens yet another curtain to announce to the paparazzi that Olivia is kissing her new boyfriend, Dan, as Patrick and Casey look on in horror. And one of the paparazzi guys asked the question on everybody's mind, if you're dating Olivia, then who's dating Patrick Roberts? Like, why does anyone have to be dating Patrick Roberts? Like- <laughs> Someone's got to be dating him. <laughs> At the episode needs to have a resolution somehow. Yeah, and so, well, so Serena does the most predictably Serena thing she can think of and tells everyone that she's dating Patrick Roberts. Why does that help? I don't know. And yeah, I wanted to say this was like her thinking on her feet, but then I realized like, wait, like we find this out at the end of the episode too. Now you have to date this guy as long as you have your job almost. Like this is actually a really stupid move. Why is it like, why is it like, okay, he can't get movie roles now that he's not dating Olivia Burke, but now he's dating publicist Serena Vanderwoodson, so now we're, okay. we're good well, to I guess go. She's, she's famous. We, we Serena talk, she's is not famous. Olivia famous. Is Serena famous. does get, like, written up in blogs and stuff. Like, it's not like, it's not like she's dating, he's going to be dating a nobody. He's dating the Serena Vanderwoodson. It's it's not like, it, does, it makes a little bit of sense Yeah, she knows her role. But I don't like yes. that she um, like so willingly just goes with this yeah. again creepy guy, and then later on she's like, "If I have to date, oh well, that's fine by me. If I got to date that guy, like he was such a hunk too. Like no, right. he's yeah. probably the worst looking guy on the entire episode. Yeah. We have another dud for that. Ser- going to be Serena's love interest. Oh god. Um, 
So the club is now closed. Uh, Perez Hilton drew tears on his own photo because he wasn't at the big event. That's how that's how big it was. Uh, and Chuck's online reservations for the club are already up 50% for some reason. And Blair asked Chuck if he can trust her again. And he's like, yeah, we, we both know you'll never be completely trustworthy. And I'll admit it's not my strong suit either, but it's part of what keeps things interesting between us. So... Blair, again, wants to reiterate how great of a team they are, but Chuck says they're only a team if they focus their duplicity on others. Like, yeah, as, as it should be, Chuck. Yeah, this is uh, it, This ends well here for them, but I still see yeah. this uh, starting to crumble a little bit. It ends it, well because both of their... They, they can't live like Both this. of their love languages are scheming and lying, apparently. Like, and they have to remind they... each other, like, hey, let's scheme against other people, not just us. Yeah. Like, oh, and, yeah, and I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, right. Right, that was the big lesson last week, too. Okay. <laughs> I got it for next week. I got it for next yeah, week. Yeah, Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. So... Everything's good with Dan and Olivia as well. Uh, and this was the Vanessa line. No Vanessa this week, thank God. But D- Dan does mention her. Uh, she's at her sister's gig in Albany, which is why she isn't there. I'm sure Horace misses her. They, uh, Horace and Vanessa were pretty close, weren't they? Sucks to that uh, she couldn't be here for Horace's big night as well. Um, Vanessa's closest friend on the show <laughs> is Horace, who hasn't been in an episode since season two, episode seven. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And so yeah, Olivia tells Dan that Vanessa is indeed still in Albany. And Dan speaks for all of us when he says, oh, I'm feeling happier already. Uh, I mean, all this been- all, all she's been doing with Dan is like trying to break him up. So I, I think he is very glad <laughs> that she's gone. Yeah, and so they're they're uh, Dan and Olivia are gonna bang, and Dan is gonna try to make her levitate. I hope they bang on Vanessa's bed too. Dan says, uh, just to confirm, that levitation thing was just a special effect, right? Like, what? Such an, again, <laughs> yeah, yeah confirming what you said earlier. She didn't literally yeah. levitate. <laughs> like in like she's, she's you know she's not a vampire, right? Um, have either of you? done anything any naughty sexual act on a roommate's bed in college jeez uh, um well let's see no <laughs> <laughs> okay see, i didn't really feel like i had reason to given that i was in a room with my own bed on it right right yeah <laughs> all right all right okay I mean, after the I mean, first few years, you I didn't want have... to ask you that question in reverse. <laughs> no, I don't. I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you're gearing up for something here. No, no, I just I thought I thought I would have someone on my that side. That doesn't even really connect with anything that was discussed in the scene. So, just curious <laughs> about why you brought it up. Well, because I imagine that they did it on Vanessa's bed to spider. Oh, <laughs> obviously. So. No, I, I haven't. I do know with somebody person. who, in my freshman year of college, yeah, like someone on my floor, you, like. Sl- uh, had sex on top of his roommate's blanket, but like he had the his roommate's blanket on his bed for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a text. Uh, Operation Dillinger scrambled. He almost cried. Okay. Uh, she she comes home. Eric is back to giving her the silent treatment, and Jenny tells Eric she wanted to call off the Jonathan thing, but uh, you know she's still trying to give the same excuse of she can't let the minions see her back off. Otherwise, there will be a rebellion. Like. Do you think Eric cares at this point? Come on, Jenny. Like, I wouldn't even believe her. I, feel like I was starting to think that you like doing this. You've lost Eric. You can't just be like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. Egg my boyfriend all you want. As long. Like, I get it. You can't have a rebellion on your hands. <laughs> yeah. And also, she seems to be forgetting that the minions work for her, not the other way around. Again, order the minions around and they will listen. That's how this works. If they try to rebel, throw some eggs at one of them. Like, all right, she's not forgetting Eric that. She Jonathan knows that very well, but she's trying to play yeah. it off like she's forgetting. Yeah, and, she sucks. She's, like, yeah. fully choosing these mean girls she just got control of, like, two episodes ago over her best friend and his boyfriend, who she's known for years and is, like, her real best friend, like, who is still treating her like a best friend, even though he absolutely should not. And It's just, like, it's awful. She's terrible, and there's... So what if 
like she's basically it's basically she's saying like if i'm not the queen bee someone else is just going to be the queen bee and be bad yeah, you're like, getting eggs okay so you're still be yeah. choosing to be the bad person yeah exactly and like even eric's like okay even if i gave you the benefit of the doubt and all of that is true and you really can't afford a rebellion here you could have warned jonathan and so she still didn't even take the time to do that like yeah. hey jonathan by the way uh there might be some girls with eggs coming your way maybe watch out about that take a different route to the party and so jenny tells eric that uh, again that, that she has to act this way at school but she's still his friend and his sister and they just can't let the worlds get confused and eric is not confused he wants nothing to do with jenny in either world and honestly good for him about right. time he, uh, he finally drew this line yeah here. like no we could just be friends and sisters and like we could be on good terms all the time it doesn't have to be this weird little game that we play <laughs> yeah we don't have to pretend that you hate me and, and let's just be best friends like we always are <laughs> Oh, boy. Like Jenny's character in this episode was like fascinating and like I you know love it like objectively, right. but it's also great to see Eric finally be like I don't want to be your friend anymore. I know. Like, it, it, I'm glad really that nice. it also it has like reasonable comeuppance where he's like, yes, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, like, that's a good point. I don't think I realized terrible. that I liked it that much for that reason. Like you kind of awoken something in me that I, I was like, oh, that's that's why I kind of enjoyed Jenny this episode was because it brought out the best in Eric. So, all right. So Serena and Casey, Serena is apologizing for everything. But Casey, again, she's like, you did fine. You got Patrick photographed at the hottest party of the year and got him the most press he's had since when Olivia dumped him. And so she's doing good. She, As long as she gets Casey's purse back, her job is safe. Uh, but now the job includes publicly dating Patrick, which Serena seems thrilled about. But Casey tells her to get back to her after date two. What do you think happens on date two? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Serena gave those eyes like, what? You've dated him before? I guess is what she was trying to say. Is that what it is? Is that yeah. she's insinuating like that she knows about it through Olivia, and well, she's also just his publicist, so I'm sure she hears yeah. a That's lot. Too. <laughs> yeah, she's everyone's publicist. So yeah. uh, she, Olivia's publicist, and by extension, everyone that Olivia has ever worked with. So Chuck and Blair are still at the club, and Horace comes to break up the party. Tells Chuck that the ABC won't let him get another liquor license for at least six months, but Chuck tells him that speakeasies were built on finding ways around liquor regulation, and so, so all of a sudden, everyone. So down for this, and Horace is like, "Oh, you thinking secret passwords?" And Chuck's like, "No, I'm thinking keys." So Ch I mean, as well, I, I guess Chuck must really trust Horace to be telling him all this. But I thought we all agreed um, this was not the route we were going to go, and now we have really aggressively uh, changed course. Now we're here. excited about it. Yeah. Hey, nice. like I'm fine with this being the decision. Well, okay, hold on. Actually, because this actually doesn't make sense from either character's standpoint throughout <laughs> this whole episode, because Horace was literally like, "Hey, we have to have a liquor license to open," and now Chuck, all throughout this episode, was like, "I can't do it without the liquor <laughs> license. Like, I I have to do it correctly. Everything above board." And now the the one second that either of them face a <laughs> challenge to this like moral high ground, they're like, "Hell yeah." Uh, uh, we gotta open up a speakeasy, and also, what is this keys thing they're referencing? I don't everybody, know. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 everybody knows a password speakeasy, and then they're like, "What about this hyper-specific reference where everybody who belonged to the speakeasy had keys to get in?" Yeah, a lot of doors <laughs> and keys talk this episode. It's like the whole problem that they're facing this whole episode is we need the liquor license we need the liquor license and then the resolution <laughs> is like what if we didn't need the liquor license and we like all right yeah, sure. also like, yeah, it didn't so. Chuck recently like in the season a couple episodes ago i'm pretty sure he didn't want to have a club at all because he wanted to be like a legitimate business businessman and now he wants to have a an illegal club <laughs> he didn't want to have like a, an, a he didn't want to have a fully legal club because it would make him look illegitimate and now he wants to have an illegal one 
That's right. Okay. Um, so Horace tells Chuck that his father would be proud of him in the best way. Um, again, don't know how Horace knows this, but uh, all right, sure. I guess, I guess, I guess that's, uh, that's canon that Bart would be really proud of him. So good for Chuck there. Uh, Serena comes back to get Casey's purse and Blair asks if she wants to be the publicist for the new secret club. And Serena says she would never want to work for Blair, even though as, uh, as Blair points out, she's giving her an opportunity to stop working for that loser Casey, but Serena is still mad at her betrayal. Casey can be a bitch because she's her boss, but Blair is supposed to be her friend. And she says, Chuck may forgive you, but I don't. So not a completely happy ending for Blair. Uh, she probably devastated that she's losing her friend Serena here, but uh, I guess she's not going to be too devastated because she is just making out with Chuck in the in the very next scene. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she's would... got to have one or the other. Even that we've got two friend breakups in this like ending denouement of this episode, like in direct comparison to the Jenny Eric scene, which was full of so much conviction and it made so much sense. Like the (laughs) the whole the club plot line was just confusing to me, really. And like at this point, I was like, "You betrayed her for doing what?" (laughs) I was like, "Why is everyone mad again?" I was was confused about the madness too. I was like, "Yeah, why why is everyone mad at each other?" And I guess they just kind of resolved it all by being like, "Um." Everybody make out at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are too many candles. Dan Dan is hooking up, so of course there's a million candles involved. Uh, him and Olivia are going at it. Blair and Chuck, again, not too broken up about Serena because they're making out. And uh, all, all that's happening, Jenny is looking at herself in the mirror and starts emptying her closet and also gets rid of her sewing machine. So I'm not sure what that is symbolizing oh. here, but that's our episode. So oh, what, what, is, what is going well, it's, you know, I think it clearly sim- the symbolism is clear to me anyway. I mean, we got a scene earlier in the episode with Lily and Jenny in the closet, and Lily was like, "Yes, hey, like you, you got to get are, we should, let me go through your closet. Like we should get rid of all this stuff, and it's the stuff that Jenny's made for herself. I guess they didn't say that directly in the episode, uh, and but Jenny's like, no, like I absolutely have to keep it. Like it's you know, she, it's like the last vestiges of her being a good young little Jay." Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now she's like throwing away everything, you know, she's not even gonna like, I, but like, I don't, th- I get, you know, whatever symbolism is symbolism. <laughs> she throws out her sewing machine, even, even though like in season two, it was all like, that was what made her cool. Like that. She was like, her punk <laughs> she's gonna get back into that designer thing. And like, but she's now no longer, she has no, nothing holding her to the ground as a little J anymore. She's gone complete queen bee. And actually I liked when she was looking in the mirror, uh, in at the end of the episode two symbolism wise, because that is also how we saw Lily framed when they were in the closet scene. Mm, yes. And like we, like the Lily versus Jenny scene earlier in the episode was giving us parallels between them where Lily completely understood what Jenny was doing and like was like I was like that once too and now Jenny is like literally stepping into the frame where Lily was. Lily's her actual mom. (laughs) Like fucking Allison. I like it a lot. Um, Yeah, I I, mean that... What I don't don't like though is that they make it seem like she's growing up by getting rid of all the stuff but she was way more of an adult when she was like living on her own, not going to school, and just had an actual job. And now she's bullying kids, and now that means she's growing up. Like, I don't understand how that. that works. I love that phase. I love that phase of Jenny. She's she just was... not innocent anymore. Right. Yeah, I, I get that much. It's just funny. All right. So uh, what happens next? Who breaks up first, uh, Brendan? Dan and Olivia, Patrick and Serena, or Chuck and Blair? Ooh, those are good ones. I guess that's, that's what we have, I guess, on the table. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess Patrick and Serena. Is that his name? Yeah. You just said that. Okay, yeah, that's, that's my guess. I think that 
Chuck and Blair have come such a long way. It would be horrible if they broke up so soon and they did just ha- kind of get mm-hmm. back together in a way. So yeah, let's let's leave them till the end of the season. But Olivia's got to leave soon. I, I'm I'm really dreading the day that she leaves. Aren't we There's all? There's no hopefully... way Hillary Duff signed on for a full season of Gotham. I know Girl. it's hard. It's no, tough. hopefully she's endgame. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Dan and Olivia, Patrick and Serena, or Chuck and Blair. Actually, this, I think this is too easy. Mm. Marry? Who am I gonna marry? Well, definitely, definitely kill Serena and Pat. I'm... Yeah. I'm killing everybody except for Olivia. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I'll I'll fuck Olivia and Dan and marry Blair and Chuck. You're marrying Chuck and Blair? Yeah. I'm fucking Chuck and Blair, and I'm marrying Dan and Olivia. Is that more about, like, your sexual interest? <laughs> I I think uh, Dan and Olivia would be a more stable marriage. Okay, so there was me. some actual thought behind it. But yeah. You don't want to get married to two people who can't stop scheming within their own relationship. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All right. I, that's what I'm saying. I agree. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay good. All right. Um... All right, as we are, you know, pretty much at the two-hour mark, let's let's uh we'll get into some segments here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, our our good take friend that Matt Ligori. <laughs> oh, we maybe we have to have friend. another uh, tagline that take that Matt Ligori when it's over two hours. Yeah, when it goes when, uh, it goes when you hit over. the two-hour mark, you have to say that. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, Lexa is back with another review. She gives this episode eight out of ten. Of course, I will not read the whole thing because we'd be here for three hours. But uh, Serena has has been facing her very own series of dilemmas this season. Choosing to break up her ex-boyfriend's blooming relationship over keeping her job would have been messy if she didn't decide to fill Dan and Olivia in on Casey's plan of sabotage. Dating a stud like Dan must not be giving Olivia a wow of a career booster, but it does leave room for gossip. Olivia and Dan's relationship has reached a certain point where there's nowhere left to go. They don't, they've don't. they done the I like you, were an official couple, and didn't necessarily seal the deal on their relationship. I may have admired their makeout sessions, but the sex scene was less to be desired. Maybe it was the lack of development in their relationship and the validity of them as a couple. I find myself wondering that if Olivia's this big star, Dan himself should feel intimidated to go all the way. On the other hand, sleeping with someone famous could be something like a dream come true. As much as there were some questionable head-scratching moments, I liked this episode a bit more than last week's. At one point, I believed that Blair would have surely kissed a girl to end her feud with Chuck, but maybe he would have loved it too much for it to be punishment. And, of course, if you want to read the rest of the review, you can visit uh, lexabooty.blogspot.com. That's L-E-X-A-B-U-T-I dot blogspot.com. <laughs> uh, she, she does give this four stars and a grade of B+, in addition to her initial grade of 8 out of 10. Wow. Love the three-rubric rating system. And, four stars uh, is a B-minus, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. That, no, she, she is never consistent. With, with, what was with, the third rating system? Sorry. Eight out, of ten, just... eight out of 10, four stars, grade of B+. <laughs> Wow. Well, at least gives, four stars we don't do and eight out of ten yeah. tracks. She gives she gives all three every time. Should we add stars and out of tens? No, we shouldn't. <laughs> uh next week the episode is titled The Grandfather Part Two. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Uh my only prediction is that I'll actually know what the movie references. <laughs> at least at least that much. God, I hope so. That episode Stay title for... made me laugh out loud. <laughs> that is so funny. Stay tuned for Brendan guessing the Dark Knight again for next for, ne- for next week. Um, the little blurb, not consistent with the episode title, but I am looking forward to this. Olivia appears on Jimmy Fallon's talk show. I was pissed I saw that before. Oh, you... I like when you revealed to me. 
Ah, when, I'm so, when I'm so I sorry. clicked on the Gossip Girl episode for today and I read the episode description, it, like this sucks so much. HBO Max, do you, you need someone to go through and like redo this? Because the episode description for this episode is Chuck's Club Opens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three words. It's, I think it's almost like uh, I'm doing their descriptions for their episodes because that's what kind of what my podcast descriptions have boiled down to lately. <laughs> I think I critiqued this on the last episode too because they didn't even like the, the blackout wasn't even I don't remember but it's just like it, it's so easy to write these kinds of things it's like <laughs> Halloween reveals who's wearing the true mask significantly better that's really good that's really good <laughs> Chuck's club opens <laughs> so, um, let's get into the episode grades uh, Brendan you went first last week so I will go first this week and this was a fine if nonsensical episode probably the weakest of the season for me i know you were really down on the wedding but at least that one made me laugh with how absurd a lot of it was this was absurd without as many laughs and without georgina so this episode once we get past like the date that the nate and dan broing out and watching sex scenes together of dan's girlfriend there's not really too many laughs we we have a classic stupid rufus storyline uh, which you know it wasn't you know, again, didn't bring it down too much because there wasn't that much going on there. But the club opening and the Blair and Chuck of it all was fine. But, you know, nothing special. And I, I think the most interesting stuff was the Jenny, Eric and Jonathan plot. And I wish we could have spent a little more time on that, even if even if we were seeing a bad side of Jenny. So uh, once again, the answer to making the show good is more Jenny and Eric. But uh, again, enough in the episode to keep me interested and enough absurdity to, you know, have me enjoying the episode. So I uh, won't dock it too much. I'll give it a B minus for, for this episode. Still nice. the weakest of the season, but still a respectful uh, grade. Uh, Brendan, what, okay. what grade are you giving it? I'm kind of torn because I, at this point, I I enjoyed it as a Gossip Girl episode, but I want to like rate it as a TV episode. I don't, I don't really know how I rate these things at this far, like this far into the our podcast. Three seasons in, you don't know what I'm doing anymore. I guess I never really did, but I, I, I might go with like a low grade just because it was like terribly constructed like we kept saying and if it's an episode where rufus has one of the best plot lines it's got to be a bad grade um I, and i really did of course love the the jenny eric plot line but like it's just so sad to see eric being bullied and he, he amazingly takes it like so well the entire episode too so that's a, a point in the show's favor but um i don't know i, I might go c minus just because it was such a goddamn mess like bad and, and i, yeah, I, I enjoyed it too fair. but it's just like was so like there's such a better version of this episode somewhere in there and i know that there's such a better potential for more funnies too. I was torn, but I, I did, I, as you saw, I did go with the B minus yeah. instead of the uh, anything in the well, C area. Like the the best joke was the backdoor joke. Oh, he, did, he didn't say that. I forgot. <laughs> and you wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it wasn't. I, I feel like that that just didn't have to be there. It, was, it made me uncomfortable. Um, anyway, Sam, what are you grading this episode? Sure, like like you both expressed. This episode was nonsensical. None of the plot lines actually tracked the entire way. Like, I obviously thought the Jenny and Eric scenes in like storyline was good, but it was still wrapped in the foundation of Jenny's like place as Queen B yeah. and her motivations there, not even tracking with what they like vowed to do when now that she's <laughs> in charge. And like Brendan said, like if Rufus and Lily have the best plot line and you know how I hate adult <laughs> plot lines on teen soaps, like 
This was genuinely a failure when it comes to a Gossip Girl episode. None of it made sense at all. Hillary Duff could not even save it. Eric and his wonderful boyfriend being in it and just like literally being attacked for being gay uh, really <laughs> brought it down, I would say. And I'm going to have to give it an F and a see me after class. Wow. <laughs> I, I saw it going this way. Congratulations on giving the first ever F on the, wow. on the podcast. That wow. is I was uh, yeah. thinking that I would, you know, give it some points for the Jenny and Eric stuff that I liked about that storyline and sort of putter around in a D area. But then I was like, you know what? I bet nobody's given an F and I'm going to do it just for the show of it. <laughs> I am safe. I am like, like, I expect a little bit of nonsense and just sort of sure. like, oh, wait, what? Why did they do that? That didn't make any sense. But like every single scene had something like that. And every right. single storyline was held together by error. Like nothing. <laughs> there was no reason for any of this to occur literally at all. I like it. Yeah, I, no, I see where you're coming. The problem with me giving an F is I just obviously there's no no lower place to go, and I just know that when a uh, season six roars its ugly head, I'm gonna be wanting to there uh, give, some, right. <laughs> give some yeah, give some F's left and right. Um, but at the time you get the season six, the... you're not gonna even give an F. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Now that's the joke of the episode. <laughs> that would have been easily. <laughs> um, MVP, you know. Maybe I'm just doing this for shock value, but as shocking as this was the first time it happened, I, I, I hope it's just as shocking this time. I'm going to give my MVP to Horace. He makes a surprise appearance exactly nice. one season later to make a perfect martini, give Chuck solid advice, at least at first, of don't open your club without a liquor license, and then uh, tells Chuck that his dad would be proud of him. So, guy's just a good dude, and he's, you know, he's on the board for the second season in a row. I'm I mean, I don't know who else I would give it to. There, no one has that good of an episode, so uh, yeah. Horace, congratulations, buddy. Yeah, I had a hard time picking an MVP because you're right, like nobody did have a good episode and I was thinking Serena for a while until we talked it out during this episode. I was like, Oh yeah. Her plans didn't make any sense. So like, she doesn't deserve my MVP. Um so I'm gonna give it to Eric for taking all that bullshit on the chin and just being a champion and being amazing and having a big episode. Good that job, is Eric. Fair. Um yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, for a second, while you were talking, I was considering giving it to Casey, as all of her clients are doing super well now. <laughs> Very logical. She does come out on top. She really yeah, does. She won, but I do want to uh, take this opportunity to appreciate Eric and give him the MVP, getting out of a toxic, fake friendship with the worst girl in school. Nice. <laughs> Very fair. Two MVPs for Eric here. Uh, and now, of course, uh -oh. the LVPs. And I hate to do it, but I'm giving my LVP to Jenny. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done this in, you know, two plus seasons of the show. And it physically pains me. I if you think I've already given Blair and now Jenny an LVP this season, I don't think I've given either of them MVPs. So that's pretty wild start to the season. But uh, Jenny did the one thing that I told her never to do, and that's be a dick to Eric. So she did what she <laughs> had to do. Lily, Lily did what she had to do. And now I'm doing what I have to do, and I'm giving her an LVP. So sorry, Jenny. <laughs> I see yeah. where you're coming from emotionally, but I would say, like, structure of the social game of Gossip Girl-wise, she's still on top and, like, sure. making headway in right. her, like, goals. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I... Wanted, I just wanted to, you know, She, she has a case for MVP, I guess. But so. I have to, I just, I just have to dock her, just, just... Of course. Me, so I can go to sleep tonight. Um, Brendan, who, who's your LVP? I mean, yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. We were two-thirds of the way to a, a reverse queen sweep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and anything sleep. else you want to... Yeah, I guess not a reverse, yeah, or just like a negative 
Reverse clean sleep would be all of us giving different people the LVP. Right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Which I happens quite often. Whatever the opposite, whatever <laughs> the opposite of a, of a queen yeah. sweep is. Uh, Sam, who's your LVP of the episode? It's so tough because like there's literally so many people who sucked in this episode and did like their goals didn't make sense and the way they went about going after their goals also didn't track. Uh, I guess LVP. Oh God! Oh, uh, really so dragging hard. this out. Ligori has turned the podcast <laughs> off in disgust at this point. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna like uh, filibuster for the next 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, I guess I'm gonna go out of the park and say Nate, like because he wow. didn't do literally anything at all, and, oh, wow. and he didn't, you know, made no impression whatsoever. Yeah, it didn't I, uh, affect. It's a stray LVP. I thought we were gonna get like a. I, I watched this and I was like, everyone's got to give Jenny. He's got to give Jenny. And then I was like, you know what? Sam really likes to go out of the box. As soon as you gave your F, I was like, oh shit, we're gonna get some weird answers for MVP and LVP. I get some weird answers. <laughs> you can't give Jenny the LVP. She didn't want to be friends with Eric anymore, really, and so she like achieved that goal. And she's still the queen bee of school, and so you know, yeah. like, it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, achieving her goals. Yep. All right, so <laughs> let's get into everyone's favorite segment, of course, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Uh, does everyone have their script in front of them? Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Let me open it. Oh, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to look. At, I didn't want to spoil myself. I want to do it a clean <laughs> read, you know? Oh, yeah. Of course. Um. All right, who who's what? What roles are we are we taking? Um, Chuck, Serena, and Blair. I guess I'll either be Serena or Chuck, which, whichever Sam doesn't not want to do. Well, Sam, I do you... definitely don't want to be Chuck. Okay, Chuck it is for me. All right, so Brendan, you want to be Chuck? Sam, uh, do you want to be Blair or do you want to be Serena? We Serena. I just figured right. you were already Blair, so yeah, thank, I, you, thank, I, you for, thank you for giving me the opportunity yeah, to yeah. shake the apple cart so much Listen. in this episode, but I'll, you know, I'll leave a couple things where they lay. That's the, the perk of being a two-timer is I, I give you the option if you want to be Blair. And you can hear it as a voice is very like, do you, do you want to do Blair? <laughs> I mean, not you do whatever you want. <laughs> it's like, okay, I know you want to be Blair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Chuck is going to start us off here. You decided this was the way to impress Casey. What? Look, I would never call Jack. <laughs> you might convince me more if you weren't the only one who knew about the problem. Blair. Blair? Did you call Jack? <laughs> well, well, you have the liquor license. What does it matter who called who to get it? Jack is the last person I would call for help. You're still mad from before. It's clouding your judgment. This is not about last week. It's about you, Blair. It's the reason why I couldn't say I love you. It's not a game. It's because I knew I couldn't trust you. It did this because I love you. Be that as it may, I have a club to open, and you're no longer invited. Fine. S? Come on. We're leaving. Blair, I'm sorry. I'm going to stay with Chuck. <laughs> Wow. Wow, incredible. Another classic. And no, that theater. wasn't the clip we pulled from the episode, believe it or not. I, I know that that's not like how Blake Lively sounds, but the, it, I, she has such a distinct way of speaking, and I try to mimic it and have no way of doing it. <laughs> but we appreciate it. I'm less, so. 
Wow. Oh boy. Unfortunately, really we're all out of seconds. We're gonna have to wrap this podcast up. But of course, we got already. Get into some... <laughs> no, we got to get into some plugs first. Before we do that, Sam, just need to thank you again for coming back on the podcast again. Welcome to the Two Timers Club. Do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Um. Well, obviously, listen to my first episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. I recently re-listened to it, and you know, usually I don't really listen to that many podcasts on One X. Did turn it down to One X to <laughs> listen to myself <laughs> on the Lonely Boys wow. podcast. <laughs> and I, I mean, I did say this is good. I was laughing out loud at my own jokes. Uh, so highly recommend. But you know, of my own ilk, I would say I recently just started a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast with my Ooh. boyfriend. I am a Buffy the Vampire Slayer super fan. I've seen the show three times uh, and have loved it for almost half my life at this point. He's never seen it at all. And so it's sort of like a Lonely Boys send up, really. Wow. We're going through it episode by episode, talking it through, spoiler free, getting his reactions uh, as I sort of, you know, fill in the blanks. Uh, and also, obviously, I do the Bitter Jurors podcast where we talk about Survivor. Uh, and it's been great so far. Uh, over at Bitter Drew's Pod on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Buffy Boyfriends and on Twitter. Oh, never believe what I was listening to right before we started recording. And uh, mm-hmm. yes, it was your podcast, The Bitter Jurors. <laughs> Another great episode, as always. Uh, thank you so wow. much. I would also be remiss not to plug my own personal socials at Sam Stanish everywhere. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and then what are you plugging? <laughs> um, that reminds me of uh, you're, you're not a video game guy, but. It sounded like you did it like the uh, Resident Evil Resident Evil Four Merchant when he says, "What are you buying?" So if okay. you could, if you could do that from now on, say, "What are you plugging?" Oh what damn you, it! It's already what you, it's too what are you too late for Matt to dress up as the Resident Evil Four Merchant for Halloween <laughs> this year. He's gonna have to do it next year. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll plug. Um, since it's today, uh, recording day is Halloween. I will plug one last time. Over the Garden Pod, all 10 episodes of our podcast are there for you to just munch on and nibble and really enjoy. All really the- bite-sized uh, podcast. Yeah, really. All the nooks and crannies are there. Uh, it's really, really enjoyable. I had a blast doing it. And hopefully, if people like all it, we'll do another. nooks and crannies. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to describe podcasts. Um, so if you like that, let us know if you want us to do like another miniseries of any sort. I don't really know how many more miniseries of like things that I would like are around, uh, especially like like cartoons but maybe we'll do some more in the future maybe we'll do like another holiday themed one maybe like a, a christmas one or something we talk about that on the, on the show so listen to that um we have more hobby boys coming out we just had uh my boss come on last episode and by the time this comes out our very own sam stanish will have reviewed seltzers with the <laughs> hobby boys making his boys whoop, whoop. he's really making the rounds in the boys media so that was a new plug. I'm on the um I really need to hire Serena to do my publicity. <laughs> you really do. He's on the podcast circuit. He really has plugging, oh, plugging away his new his new podcast. Good for him. I, I'm selling my wares like the damn that classic Resident <laughs> Evil 4 merchant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so check that out. That was that was a really good episode. Obviously, uh, we had a great time talking about Celters over there. Um and what else is there? Not much. I think oh that's my it. God. All right. Um, for me, you know, all the stuff I'm doing is uh, mostly just watching TV and movies. So Sex Lives of College Girls coming up, coming up soon. I know you're excited, Sam. Uh, November 17th, yeah. I believe everyone should be watching that. So, of course, it could get renewed for a third season, unlike some great shows in the past that have not made it so far, like the Saved by the Bell reboot. Um what else have I watched? Uh, oh, I recently watched Do Revenge, best movie I've ever seen in my life. 
Uh, oh, I, I remember recently something. started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, you, once you finish your plugs, you go too fast and I can't jump in anymore. So I just want to get it in now. Uh, oh. This is a podcast called, if you don't listen to it, it's called Switched on Pop, where these two songwriters reviewed, or they t- they talked about, they broke down Taylor Swift's new album, and it was really incredible. They do, do a great job oh. just like talking about songwriting in general, and they're just both really intelligent human beings. And uh, if you like pop music, you probably like their show in general, but they do a great job breaking down Midnight, so check that out. I listened to the Lost Culturistas episode about Midnight's before I listened to any of the Midnight's album, and it was a great primer to get me Ooh, ready for yeah. a twenty-song journey. Excellent. Yeah, if you want, if you want to listen to a review where you know it's just going to be like every song is amazing, then you listen to the Lost Culturistas. Um, I also listened to a. Uh, Taylor Swift podcast called Every Single Album, which you guessed it, they just broke down every single album of uh-huh. Taylor Swift and now have done the the uh, the new projects as well. And they had a very good review of the new album as well. So that's that's every single album. Um, it was a very good listen. Uh, they they really they really do my girl Taylor uh, justice when they talk about her her brilliant music. Um, First time ever, there's not been a single male artist in the top ten. Whatever I saw today. Wow, uh, that's because Taylor Swift is one through ten. Yes, exactly. Her, well, I mean, Taylor Swift is one through ten, and who is it? Like Lana Del Rey is one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Cool, featured featured artist. That's impressive. Yeah, Lana Del Rey. She breathed on track four and got a, a featuring, <laughs> got a feature credit. <laughs> so, uh, all right, uh, let's wrap this up. You can you can follow me on Twitter. TV, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Right, I started I started season two of Big Shot. I love that girls' basketball team. I love John Stamos. I love Yvette Nicole John Brown. Stamos. Oh, wow. I love Jocelyn Gilsig. Oh, Billy John Joel Stamos in there? So, uh, <laughs> nope. Okay. Billy Joel's not there. Um, thank you for asking though. Um, that's that's a great show. Uh, I've met John Stamos. Have we talked about that in the you show. Did? Yeah. Did you <laughs> we might have talked about it. I think we have time to go into that story. <laughs> I mean, John. Why is John Stamos? John Stamos is everywhere right now. In really the has. cats that I've been in. He was in Nicole's Byers podcast. He was on uh, yeah. the People podcast really? that my mom listens to. He, much like Sam, he has a new Make project. He's also. Uh, Should I expect him on? I, I bet we could get him on. <laughs> we could get him on Lonely Force. <laughs> yeah, I saw him in Key West uh, a couple years ago. He was on. He was waiting huh. for the same boat as us to get back from for dinner. I mean, I'm not. On, it makes me sound like I'm a rich asshole <laughs> waiting to get back <laughs> home from dinner on my boat. It's a free boat. Just so everybody knows. He, uh, did he give you a half mercy? <laughs> you know what? I should have asked for one, but he uh, did not. But he he acknowledged us, said hello. We talked for like a minute and met his son. Oh. Yeah. Well, did nice he give you name. a half Murphy? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't understand that. No, you uh, don't. I knew you wouldn't. No. It's an inside reference. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you when. We'll tell you how I, liked the, I laughed at the delivery, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. You can come back next week where we'll be breaking down the very next episode of Gossip Girl Season 3, Episode 8. Mm, already forgot what it was called. Oh, well. Um, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Love Only boys. boys. Grandfather, too. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.